Look, I told you you could be on. Ah. Welcome to Fan Freaks Podcast, episode number 110, the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, comics, games, and any media in between. It's me, Adrian, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandose co-hosts. And it is I, the Bone King, and as always, we are joined by... <laughs> it is I. James, Dr. Dad, Dr. Rude Ramos. Ooh, Dr. Dad. I see you're still in the, the dungeon mindset. Sorry. I understand that. I have one very important question. Dude, did you get my care package? Because I said I was going to send one, and he said he was going to give it to you. It eased the I insertion. Put the, I put the lotion on the skin. All right. Because I, I didn't want you to get the whole the again. insertion. Well, I was supposed to say for the record, it's a very problematic character. I don't really But <laughs> speaking of, by the way, of horror elements, today's show. is <laughs> hey, an all-star. Segway. Segwayed right there. Just rolled on in. It is a best horror movie here. What? Just wanted to say oh. also that from here till the end of October, we're going to be spooky the fuck up. Yes. Yes. And all spooky all the time. <laughs> spooky, scary skeletons. Yep, indeed. Do, do, you know shivers down my spine. You know where that's from, right? The, no. what, the That little thing I did with the voice. Oh, no. It's from Scooby-Doo. It's the ghosts. That was the ghost voice. I'm going to play it. Enter George. Anywho, what are we doing today, Adrian? Well, he said it. It's an all-stars, but of our favorite horror movie protagonists sure. or heroes well, it, it's best horror movie heroes yeah yeah because yeah. some protagonists are a little bit uh right. less paragon questionable than others so yeah they're Except renegade for life episode 110 we're on right yeah. yes number 110 what no that's cool okay you don't i like how you take you took it back to the base here. Sorry. It's like, <laughs> our, it's really oh, cool. yeah. i, I guess bad. before we get into that let's get into our recents that's right let's go ahead uh you know what the dude you weren't here go ahead and start us out oh yeah go for it um really quick uh i finished aliens fire team okay i i really like the game i it just is started playing it yesterday <laughs> infinitely better with friends as most co-op games are but the uh, the game is set up as four campaigns. So there's three missions in each campaign. Mm-hmm. And each mission takes about 35 to 45 minutes to beat. So do with that what you will. I mean, it's 50 bucks. And if you buy it on PS4, you could get the PS5 version included. However, However. what they don't mention, okay? What okay. they don't mention is that if you're doing progress on the PS4 version... You have to start all over again on the PS5 version. Oh, no it does not carry over, my man. Uh, but James played the first mission with me, I think, last night. Uh, the first checkpoint of the first mission. No, no, <laughs> that's the first bases. mission. Oh, that is the first mission. That's okay. what they call a checkpoint is the I first see. mission. That's what they call gameplay in this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, overall, did you like it? Yeah, Are you interested fun. in more of it? Sure. You did have a criticism, though. I don't remember it now. Uh, they, Obviously, it wasn't very memorable. That's already the first criticism. Uh, they they keep calling the the Xenos bugs. Oh yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, what they keep calling the Xenomorphs bugs? But oh, isn't that what they call them in Aliens? Bug? It's another bug hunt. I don't like. Yes, but I don't like that. Like it's that. That's so. First off, that's that wasn't a thing, and I don't remember that like being. But it was this prolific. Is this gonna? Well, it's a line. He goes, "Is yeah. this a real thing, or is I this know. another bug hunt?" Well, I guess I they aren't technically the bugs. I guess in that. But like when I hear like military speak about bugs, like my mind immediately goes to Starship Troopers. Oh, like I, when, when, I guess when you're in a when you're in a game dressed as Space Marines and you're talking about shooting bugs, I want to see big giant crab things. 
and uh-huh. brain bugs and butt blasters. Although this, if somebody's out there modding the fuck out of it, there is clearly a reskin for Starship Troopers here. <laughs> there should 100%. be. 100%. This I, can I, be done. I'm just shocked that there's never been like an American uh, spinoff of Earth Defense Force and just make that Starship Troopers. Right? Because it's already it's right. yeah, that's, that. Yeah, that's EDF. Yeah. EDF. Yeah. Um, also, guys and girls out there, I finally finished Golden Girls. Okay. Oh, oh, wow. Damn. Thank you for being a friend. Oh. I fucking hated the finale. Aww. Well, because then it has to end, and you hate it. No, ending. no, no. It doesn't even end right. It just, oh. it just one of the girls leaves, and that's it. Doesn't doesn't Sophia get her own show? Okay, At so we point- talked about this on the Kevin Joseph episode. Hi, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> we got we got two technical spinoffs. One is featuring the neighbor with his dog Dreyfus and his two daughters. Oh God! Called Empty Nest, which goes for eight years. And the Golden Girls like continuously go up on that one, and then the three, the other three girls, besides the one that leaves, I'm not spoiling, uh-huh. fucking takes over a hotel, and it's called the Golden Palace, and that lasts one season, because it did not have a rating. I did not understand that. Also, I heard uh, it went this far. I learned a a nickname for Golden Girls. Miami nice. Wow. (laughs) Wow. It's so nice. You'll say it twice. (laughs) Amazing. Um, That's actually a line in the show when they try to do a theme song about Miami. Yes. Thank you for explaining my reference. I also finished Miles Morales, uh, the Spider-Man game. Hmm. It is worth its its $40, $50, I think. It was 40, uh, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of busy work. It feels a lot like, I don't know if anybody remembers Infamous Second Son. Uh, yeah. There was a, sp- oh. a little expansion thing called First Light, yeah. which was like a $20 game. Yeah. It kind of feels like that. Okay. I also have a lot of problems with the fucking story. Not Miles. Miles is precious, <laughs> and I fucking stand Miles. Like, okay. I love him. He's so sweet, so adorable. It's everything else around Miles that I have a beef with in this fucking game. It's obviously Spider Pig. He should have been there. Should have been there for Miles. They're bros, okay? <laughs> and uh, I'm still watching what we do in the shadows. And I finally started. I can't believe I missed out on this. But fucking Doom Patrol's back, baby. Oh, shit. Is it? Yeah, three episodes have already dropped. Wait, what? I d- yeah, I started last night. What season is this? This is season three. three. Right? This is honestly, in my opinion, the best DC Cape shit TV show they've For done sure. in years. No, no, no. This no. is this, fucking great. Stop. This is some of the best DC Cape shit they've done, period. I don't even just mean TV stuff. Like, this is one of the best things DC has made. I, I always stuff. get this confused with Umbrella Academy and the New Mutants. So, the New no, Mutants. Stop talking. Yeah. New Mutants was a movie, and that's it. It's yeah. dead. It's dead. It never. It never even arrived alive. Okay. It was dead it on was arrival. DOA, yeah. But yeah, I, it's part of that same genre as like Umbrella Academy, The Boys. It's it's that same yeah, like yeah. what if heroes, but they suck. Like that's the whole thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay. but this gives me Brendan Fraser, and I'm all here for it. Yes. The best. Also, example. fucking Diane Guerrero. 
<sighs> and Rita Far ain't bad. Oh, absolutely. But Diane. Heroes, but they suck. That's Mystery Men. <laughs> Which I rewatched recently. That's does it such hold a up? I haven't seen it. Good movie. Does For it the most up? part, yes. Okay, cool. All right. There's good. a few jokes. Like, eh, and the Blue Raja in general is kind of eh. a little bit problematic. Sure, I can understand but that. Beyond that, it's mostly pretty good. Cool. I'll Speaking of that. Around. Tell us the rest of your recents. Oh, is that it? Oh, yeah, okay. that's it. So I, so I rewatched Mystery. <laughs> uh, I've also been watching this British TV series called Taskmaster. Oh, wait. Not I, to be confused with this. Marvel's Taskmaster. Correct. Wait, I know this, but explain it. So it's it's uh, this comedian named Greg Davies, where he is, each season he assembles a panel of five other comedians and has them complete tasks. For a variety of points. Oh no, then I didn't. Okay, okay. The, it, it's it's a similar it's situation where the show. points, but it's not really like the whole point is like the the tasks are like embarrassing and funny and the like whole po- oh, practical joke. Yeah, but funny. Yes, but it's not. Shows funny. The whole point is it's to get a laugh out of the crowd. Like it's the 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 point of it isn't the competition. Got it. The point of it is to be fucking to to be funny, and it sincerely is. It's very charming. The like the series is is such a fun watch. Uh, I love it. Okay. Um, played aliens with uh, the dude. Nice. Uh, been playing hunt, obviously. Uh, been playing uh, no man's sky. His eyes uh, just flared up. I've been replaying Spore. Oh, you know what? I've actually seen you playing Spore yeah. on Steam. I was like, oh hey, that's, that's Doctor Rude. Yeah. So from the beginning. Yeah. All right. How big is your dick monster? <laughs> uh, wait, forward. what? <laughs> it's really like it's very easy to make the bacteria, the cell stage look like a penis. When the game first came out, it was just nonstop pictures. Everyone of was dicks. dick like yeah. aliens. Is everyone Jonah Hill from Superbad? Basically, you can buy that book. By the way, I know you the can. The dick book. The dick book. It's for sale. I I got caught reading it at Spencer's. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna be, and I, I I'm experiencing. I kind of know what to get him for Christmas. I'm experiencing the same problem Think that I, I had with it. the with the game the first times I played it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna beat it, but I def like the game definitely drops off for me once you hit the tribal stage. Okay. Like once you start getting into the more like RTS style gameplay. And How high does it go up in terms of like civilization enhancement? It goes all the way to space age. Spore? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you become the dominant force in the galaxy. Okay, I, I thought this was different. Okay, yeah. Never. So like, Molyneux designed this game, right? I think so. Wasn't this by no? Wasn't this by the the EA team or no? Like the fucking Sims team? It was I a whole know. no, 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 no. It is an EA game, but there was the whole thing about like how after he left, EA ruined Spore when they made Spore Dark, whatever they call it, Dark. Darkest Dungeon. It's something similar. The Dark Crystal. <laughs> yes, the yes. Dark Crystal. I understood. Uh, God damn it. Um, Jesus, what was I saying? Your recents. Uh, uh-huh, but what was I specifically saying? Oh, right. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, th- 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 none of that matters. It's that, so, like, I love the cell stage, and I love, I forget what the second stage is called, but where you, like, come onto the land. The Bronze Age. <laughs> uh like all of that is really cool. It just it loses its charm for me a little bit when it starts becoming like more civilized. I don't know. That's I fair. I love the cell stage and the animal stage because they look kind of weirdly animal like the spores. Well, themselves. I made yeah. a, a creepy spider race and I love it. 
you you are a monster a planet of spiders fuck yourself yes oh well they're like spider centaurs so like spiders from the waist down with human upper bodies so you need to probably draw out a metal album cover (laughs) that'd be a good idea um but the thing i want and i've talked about it on the show a few times but i haven't replayed it in a while i really like i cannot stress how good toonstruck is is that the game where uh, Christopher Lloyd is yes. live action? It's, yeah, a, it, it's a uh, you brought it up in the. Past. I know, it's a. It was made in 1996. It's a point and click adventure game. It was made like the height of the point and click adventure game. Mm. But this game, like the the production of this game, is like a tale of folly and mishaps of oh, how God. not to handle a game, okay, and how not to market a game so badly. That they chopped up the game with the intention of making of releasing a sequel, and never did. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sounds like a you know game publisher move. Why not? Like so, they took out so much content with the idea of okay, we'll just use this to start off, the, and they just never release a sequel. <laughs> so there's a bunch of content that should have been in this game that exists. It exists somewhere, but never made it to the public, and that sucks. But like. I want to talk about like, like you do like how badly do you have is your marketing team that you have a game in the nineties no less starring Christopher Lloyd, fucking Tim Curry as the villain, and also all the biggest stars in animation at the time. I mean David Ogden Steers, Dom DeLuise, Jeff Bennett, Corey Burton, Jim Cummings, Rob Paulson. These are all like if you know your comic, your your cartoon character voice actors. These are all of them. Que- question about Tim Curry: Is that the one where he's a Russian general? No. Where he says he's going to go to the last place. No, but that communism hasn't been defeated. Space. No, it's not. No, no, no. He plays a a, a character named Count Nefarious in this. No, nah, I um, love Dom DeLuise, but let's be honest, he was in about anything animated at the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, he was still a he big was name in animation. Yeah. Jim Cummings is, too. Oh, yes. That's fucking uh, Scar. Winnie the Pooh and everyone Scar, else. right? Uh, I thought half, that was that. Scar. <laughs> he's the end of Be Prepared. He's almost, Okay, but he's Scar so is still Scar. mostly voiced by, well, in in uh, it's it's Jim in Lion King. It's Jeremy Irons, and then a little bit Jim Cummings. It's Jim. And then some anytime Cummings. you saw Scar after that, it was Jim Cummings. Yes, Jim. Some Scar Cummings. Wow. There you go. Gross. Um, that uh, gross. I like I how he looked to me. I know for like I, approval. I, like, eh? yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Frank Welker and Ben Stein. Also, Ben Stein is in this Clear fucking game. Eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice, nice. Uh, and Dude, no like, one will even get that reference anymore. I know. What the fuck? And Not like, even Bueller. Yeah. And no one like if you like it's hard to find people. Neither of you have played this game. It's even amongst like people who are fans of point and click adventure games. This game is mostly unknown. Hmm. And it sucks. And like, so this is really wild, but it's not doing well. But there is a fan effort right now because Interplay, the company who made Toonstruck, they're a defunct company. And all of their IPs are for sale right now. No. Yes. Are you going to say what I think you're saying? So there is a group of fans that are trying to kick kick fund enough money to buy all of Interplay's IPs mm-hmm. to make 
uh, Toonstruck 2. And you fan freaks, we're going to have our own <laughs> Kickstarter. We're going to try and, you know, circumvent it and see which one of us gets but, it like, first. The problem is, like, we'd be lucky if we get two. Could they even get Christopher Lloyd to finish the game no, at this point? No, he's he can't physically do that. No, he doesn't best, have to. The best you can do is I'm, I'm going to spoil the game. It doesn't matter. At the end of Toonstruck 1, uh, Drew Blank, which is the name of the character, becomes a toon. Oh. So he doesn't have to do anything physically anymore. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just saying, like you said, there's beta. This content exists. It was just cut out. Some of it. But okay. there's, there isn't enough to complete the game. The idea was they were going to complete a sequel. Okay. I was thinking and they never did. Get the beta somehow and piece it in. I wish, yeah. I wish they would at least do that. Give us, like, to instruct the director's cut. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, isn't Interplay, like, they're one of the old companies, obviously, but didn't they do Fallout? I think so. Well, anyway, uh, what uh, else you got? But yeah, that's the, the, the bulk of my recents there. I just... I. I if anyone likes point-and-click adventure games, Toonstruck is $10 on GOG.com or Steam. Pick it up. Play through it. It's fucking wild. Also, the game could never be released that way today. It's got some real off-color humor. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, like, it's not, like, super... It's... it's it's not... I don't know. It's problematic. A, li- a little okay. bit. Yeah, they uh, they made Fallout 1 and 2. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but someone already owns took those IPs from them. God damn um, it. So, uh, pick it up. It's a lot of fun. It's fucking wild. There's a and lot of them. And again, if, if you're not only a fan of point-and-click adventure games, but like you're a fan of animation, like cartoons, you'll love this. For sure, it's, it's it's so great because it's it's basically a parody of the cartoon industry is what the whole game is about. Right, hmm. and Steam has a lot of like gems in there from yes. yonder years that no one even fucking talks about for like ten bucks. So there's no excuse. Absolutely, yes. Uh, but yeah, that is it <clears throat> for my recents. Oh, uh, also the Great British Baking Show started up again. <laughs> Get to baking. <laughs> Uh, so well, that was a call to arms if I ever heard one for Toon Toon Toonstruck. 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 All right. Struck. So we'll be we'll be doing a special on it, is what you're saying? I'd be so down. Mm, maybe we'll see if you gift it to us on Steam. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My turn for reasons. Yes. All right. He's, he's the not sad kidding. part is no. He's fucking considering it. That's the thing. I'm looking. I'm like, oh shit. No, no. Anyway, I'm gonna grab this torch from you, and I'll, <laughs> I'll go ahead and start the reasons. Um, so first things first, Dead by Daylight. Shocker, right? played it um that's, that's a shock never heard of playing that. on never heard of that game before i know right it's uh it's a, it's a good it's i almost said good yeah it's pretty much good it's a great game i will say i'm enjoying watching dead by daylight videos on tiktok of people trolling the killers oh like yeah. it's very funny to no, me you say like trolling the killers that's just good survivor gameplay. i know like that but is like, what you do but like it's just like i i know you're right it is <laughs> but you can like hear the inaudible frustration. Oh, hell yes. Of just like these people running from window to window to window. And the killer's like, fuck! No, and getting slammed in the face yeah. with a pallet every time. Dude, I have a clip on my on my Twitch channel, Bone King TV, um, where it's literally like I'm getting chased by the nurse and I get around her so many times. She just looks at me, looks down at the ground and walks <laughs> to the corner of the map. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad. But anyway, and I'm not gonna lie, mm. I do find the clips of people managing to unhook themselves 
very riveting. Oh, like, that's very it's exciting. Rare. It's very rare to it's actually hook yourself. Chance. Yes, it's a 4% chance. Well, you can, there's perks to help sure. and offerings Base to. is a 4% chance. Right, and there's even a perk that forces you to, we're not forces, but it guarantees you will get off the hook if mm. you save someone else prior. It's it's one of oh, Adam's perks. Oh, interesting. I, Dead by Daylight's a lot of fun. But I bring it up because um, there's a new uh, paragraph, not full-on chapter, because with uh, Hellraiser that oh, happened right. before, it was yes. like just the killer. So now we're getting a DLC that's just a survivor. Oh. So this is... Who an, is it? It's an original survivor oh, for the series. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, I'm not against original characters sure. because like Dead by Daylight has to make their lore somehow. And this is a witch survivor. So her, she's basically like a hipster witch, modern day, you know, woman, oh, like whatever. A Wiccan chick. Yeah, well, I, yeah, pretty much, I guess. And her whole thing is, there's... I saw the craft. I know, <laughs> bro. She probably, yeah, she would totally fit. It's like someone saw American Horror Story Coven and was like, "I'm basing a character just entirely <laughs> on this." Let's go. But anyway, um, her ability is to turn the totems, like, because there's totems that the killers can use for their perks for yeah. stuff to go off. She can turn them into boon totems. Oh. So she's like a reverse. A witchcraft thing. I saw that one video of the dude trolling uh, Pinhead, because when you like start doing his puzzle box, he tell he appears right. Well, he can choose to. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Most but, do. So some Most dude do. goes to the top of a building and stands on the very edge of the roof. No. Yeah. Oh no, he walks off. Right. No, it's that when he so he does the puzzle box and when Pinhead appears. He appears, but on the ground below him where he can never fucking get to him. That's and you just see Pinhead like, like exactly that. Just lift his just head and look down. Look down. Like, fuck. Jeez, I never even thought that could happen. Yeah, he just wow. walks like the, like he, he clearly like click, 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 click right to the very edge where he won't fall off and then does the puzzle box. Is this, and you just is see, this like, like almost like with Predator where the killer's unbalanced but in this way, it's the reverse. The survivors are unbalanced. There's a lot of pictures that, like, people think Dead by Daylight is this, and it shows the killer killing someone, and it's and then they go, it's really this. Yeah. It's just them getting harassed with flashlights, flashlights. and pallets and, like, uh, teabagging on them and shit. They're like, ah! But, um, yeah, no, so I'm digging the DLC. Um, a couple things that were also announced with yes. this is that there's another legendary skin uh, for a Mrs. Um, Heather Mason or oh. Heather. Oh, and uh, I be- oh I sent this to you already yeah I don't know what you're talking about oh yeah okay sorry I was like oh oh but never mind um so James Sunderland will be in Dead by Daylight as an alternate skin for Heather I'm all for it it all matches right. Pyramid Head and why not I guess sure. the game just doesn't want me to pick do we main. see any models we've seen the portrait. oh do so you like, like how he looks yeah I mean the biggest task here was to make him like. Not just likable. Blo- oh, sorry. No, no. The game has <laughs> that whole task figured out. But no, I'm just saying, like, the task was to make him not blonde, Leon. You know what I mean? Because the, the era had a very popular hairstyle, to say the least. So it, they did a good job. They gave him a lot more angular features. His nose is a little bit more sharp, and he has these piercing eyes. It's really good. I, I think the character model, yes. character model looks 90s great. generic white protagonist. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what the game needed. I a, mean, lo- a straight white man. A lot of people <laughs> saw... A lot of people saw... Well, I mean, he's... He, a lot of people saw Titanic. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like Leonardo DiCaprio, he was very popular. And that's pretty much where I think all this came from. Anyway, so that's Dead by Daylight. Um, Wait. What? Really quick. What? <laughs> I forget what show they're on. But it's like Jamie Foxx and oh, it's it's an interview about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. And uh, they're all sitting around, and the interviewer asked, "So, 
Leo, I have to ask. Do you think there was enough room on the door for you for for Jack to float on? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, just stay <laughs> and away Brad from that. Pitt's like, oh yeah, you don't like that, do you? <laughs> like everyone's, like, I don't want to talk about it. I would have steered real real cl- uh, clear from that question. Let me be honest. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, next thing I saw. Um, okay, so I saw a movie, and it's actually fitting for this season. It's a movie called Thirteen Ghosts. Oh fuck. Yes! You you you've never seen it before? I've never seen it before. Yes! I forgot. It's one of my reasons. favorite fucking movies, dude. It's a great movie. It was good. Oh I, maybe when did you see it? When it in theaters. Okay, so <laughs> when it came out. Yeah. Yes. I get the feeling that if you saw this when it came out, it would have been a lot more impactful. But for me, I could not get over how they walked into this obvious glass like puzzle box of a thing, like, wow, this is a really weird house. And it's like Come on, I, but whatever. The movie has really? to happen. You're I gonna get it. knock horror characters for being dumb? If, yes, if, in if, a fun way. <laughs> but if they're not dumb, we don't hey, have a film. Hey guys, stay here. Don't move so, from this. Funny spo- enough. Oh, sorry. D- don't move from this spot. Okay, this is what Monk tells them. All right. Yes, Monk, Monk says. <laughs> Monk says, "Don't Fuck move off. from this spot." And the, the two, the the babysitter whom he hired to watch the child Correct. goes. Let's go run off. And what, what the fuck are you doing? Anyway, it was okay. It was not a bad movie. I fucking love that movie. I love the design of the ghosts. The ghosts were... I wanted to know more about the ghosts than anything in this fucking film. Oh, but I thought you so, don't need backstory no, for... No, no, no. But here's the thing. When the main story isn't as interesting as the don't. side <laughs> element, then that's a whole other issue. That's I, sweet, sweet backpedal. Uh-huh. I wouldn't know because you know what? The, Look at him the doing Duke a wheelie on this one right here. No, Duke is not that interesting. Moving on. Uh-huh. Um, it's it was a good movie. So I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. I pulled a rude. I forgot a recent. But continue. That's so. That's also <laughs> the movie that started me standing Matthew Lillard. Oh yeah, he he was great in that. Yeah, yeah. Because that came before Scooby Doo. I don't think I've ever seen him in like the clairvoyant role. Like you know what I mean? That was good. It's uh, good. In, I like yeah, that I love the ghost designs, and honestly, I think the house is beautiful. Like the the way it looks and moves and stuff. Like it's that. definitely unique and interesting, and I would yeah. love it as a map in Dead by Daylight. Be pretty fantastic. I'm not gonna lie. Um, next up, uh, I'm gonna be fast with these. I bought. Um, okay, first I played Fire Emblem Three Houses, just fulfilling that you know RPG niche uh, itch, itch, niche, niche itch. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty much both. Um, and then I bought this game on the the Nintendo Switch Marketplace um, called that's, Mercenary. That's a Switch niche itch. Oh my gosh! Yes, that <laughs> it's a it's a Switch. Niche itch. I can do it. Yes, I'm sorry. Like I just my brain stuck. It's like a tongue twister. Anyway, um, so it's a game called Mercenaries Chronicles, mm-hmm. and I like to call this game um not Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's the best you'll get on the ah. Switch. Um, it's a little bit repetitive in the sense that it's it doesn't have the same fantastical elements of Final Fantasy. Plays it really relatively straight for like or like medieval fantasy. Okay, but uh, it plays like Final Fantasy Tactics, and it was three bucks. All right. I'll take it. It came with three games in it, too. So I'll, I'll take it. Why not? A dollar each. They were apparently like cell phone games that did so well that they, they earned a port like oh. onto PC. Okay. So I, it's pretty okay. Um, now, here's the thing I really want to talk about. So um, I've da- I talked about it previously on the show. There was a fan game called Sonic Smackdown. Uh-huh. And it was a fighting game with Sonic characters. Yes. Now, yes, I know Sonic the Fighters existed, and it was an okay game. Don't get me wrong. 
But, um, you know, bring back Bean, please. Is that actually what it's called? Sonic the Fighters? Sonic the Fighters. Get it? it? Sonic the Hedgehog? Sonic... Uh-huh. It's, it, whatever. Um, but this it's is... not a great name. It's not a great name. The fans made their own game, though, called Sonic Smackdown, a superior name, in my opinion. And this game... Holy shit, surprised me. I haven't gotten to play it yet. Yeah, I don't like I I actually got to touch this game and like so many moves are from other fighting games. Mm. Like a Hadouken, a Shuriken. Rouge is Chun-Li. Nice. Like oh. cuz legs, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. There's there's so many good things here and I I want people to experience is all of them. Is Big the Cat Zangief? Uh no, the Oh shit, who is the grappler? Oh, Vector. Vector oh. has it. Yes, Vector has it. Um, but Dalsim is like chaos, um, cause he could do the stretchy armbits and other fighting games. It's not even just Street Fighter. It has like the speed of like fucking Marvel versus Capcom. God damn. It, it's, it's up there and really, well, it I, should be I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's fucking Sonic and the ring, uh, did I talk about the ring system before or no? No. no. So this game has an inch as a unique fighting game system called the ring system, where if you do enough damage in a combo, the enemy spills with rings and you can recover your health with it. The, you know oh, when you take damage and it's wrong? Yeah. That's dope. That you get it back that That's way. That's cool. This is really good. Is it and 16-bit, 32-bit, 3D? What 3D. Is 3D side-scrolling fighter? Using, uh, it's a 2D fighter. No, no, no. It's a 2D fighter in 3D. I should probably clarify. Yeah, with much 3D like, models. Got yeah, it. much like the NetherRealm fucking Mortal Kombat games. Interesting comparison, but a lot faster. Um, Using sound clips from the games. Right. Oh, that's awesome, bro. So, like, you get little references in and every now and then... Sonic does Maximum Spider. What? Do you know what Maximum Spider is? No. Okay, Marvel vs. Capcom, Spider's ultimate attack yeah. is Maximum Spider. Oh, okay. And he goes, da, 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 yeah, I do the know. It's ninja move where he eventually Oh, but that's... That. Well, that's also similar to his Smash, uh, his, his smash move, though. No, well, he's a... Uh, for, for Sonic Smash. He's supersonic yeah. in that one. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but it's a similar way he attacks the screen, though. Well, no, because supersonic, he flies across the screen like this. He's well, at least he's not supersonic in this thing. I guess he's in the ball is where I guess the visual disconnects. But it's really cool. So, um, I don't know, I don't know. Shadow has things projectiles he can keep in the air. Where can we find us for free on their fucking itch.io page? God. Damn, that's so, awesome. So you could get this at any time. It, it's on Mac, PC. Um, it has like fucking like 19 characters. It has a good... So- that's a good roster. That's a Do good you remember roster. Emerald? Yeah. Okay, Emerald's in this game. That's so dope. And he's Shang Tsung. He's got oh, everyone. Because it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So he, he's got everyone's moves and it's perfect. That's even, cool. Even the, that dude from the new game, uh, Balin Wonderland. He he's in the game too, so like it's up. Oh, is Balan Wonderland like canon for Sonic? It's it's. I think it's by. Uh, no, uh, it's Sonic by Square. Team. No, it's Sega. Oh no, but Balan no. Wonderland is from uh, Square. Yeah, I don't know. It's somehow connected to Sonic because he's in this game. But what well, I, I mean, do they know, have like similar like eyes and shit. Well, what I do know right now is that this game is pretty much completed. Oh, by the way, there's alternate costumes for everybody, like sixteen colors God for damn, everyone. Dude, that's um, awesome. But like, it, this game's pretty much completed. And then uh, they're making another one now called Ultimate Sonic Smackdown with six more characters with DLC planned. Ah, so they went full Capcom. Mm -hmm. See, but here's the thing what I love what they're doing. It's like, you know what? This game is free. You can play this, but if you want to fund us, here's our Patreon. Right. We're not saying the money goes to this project because that would be illegal. Right. What we're saying is you can, you know, give us money if you want and we'll make this game on, you know, just because we want to. Smart idea. 
Love it. And I love the music suggestion. I hope to God Sega doesn't do a season to season. I don't think they can. They're not making any money off of it. You still can. Yeah? Yeah, it's their IP. Well, you know what? I already downloaded it. Sorry, Sega. I'm keeping my build. Sega. Sega, too late. Anyway, um, that's uh, pretty much the rest it of my reasons. It is a fan work, but because it's a video game, that can, they can make the argument that it muddles the, the trademark. Sure. Meaning, they're, 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 so that's that on its, on its own is enough to issue a cease and desist. Now, legally, you could challenge the, that cease and desist in court, but no one's going to do that. Okay. You get me? It's an uphill battle. Exactly. Right, right, right. Because it's, it's, they're not, they made essentially new elements for right. the game. Like there's new character models, new portraits. Yeah. So, right. But it's ex- on an existing IP. Sure, sure. I'm just saying, Welcome I would love to. Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, Lawyer Edition. <laughs> yeah, Pedantic Hour. Legal Eagle. <laughs> uh, legal really Eagle. Really quick. <gasps> love it. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I know why you love it. That's the name of a YouTube channel, for the record. Ah, fine, because I liked it for you know references. But that's uh, all I got for my recent. Ready just, to shuffle in the news? Oh, go ahead. Just really quick, I uh, saw *Malignant*, uh, James Wan's new movie. Uh, right. Don't watch it. Got it. I I think if you because especially with the topic that we're talking about today with like horror movies, especially back in like the slasher. You saw it. Of, I saw most of it. I totally guessed it from the get-go, by the way, just saying. But um, I think it's, if you like campy horror, like Nightmare on Elm Street, I think you'll like it. I, I, I think don't, it has. I, I don't think so. It has certain things that I will not deny make it its own, and I will appreciate that. It's not for everyone, I will definitely say. I'm, I'll agree the in the aspect that it has really good cinematography, but that's a James Wan movie. You're going in. There's going to be excellent right. camera the work. visuals, yeah. But cool. the writing oh, is no. abhorrent. <laughs> These characters could all fucking die in a fire, and I would not shed a tear. Well, that might be a future episode. Who knows? Where we can talk about certain characters. That, that should we, just die in a fire? That we do not like from horror movies, I guess, if you wish to be Easily, so this movie's like, what? if we were still doing Freakies and if we were still doing worse... This is my worst movie of 2021. Damn. Oh, easily. We should probably do something like that at the end of the year. We could. Yeah, why not? Bring back the freakies? At least bring it on the podcast. Okay. For the three of us at the very least. Anyway, are we all done with recents? That yeah, I apologize. I pulled the doctor. No, that's fine. You pulled that Dr. Rude nice. To be fair, it's very forgettable. I mean, <laughs> thanks to me quitting one of my D and D campaigns, this is the first time where I'm, uh, where I actually saw the What If episode this week, but nobody else fucking did. I was busy, okay. It was I, really good. I like. Which one would you rather I watch, Thirteen Ghosts or What If? Fine. Ah, uh, there you go. I had one. Yeah, thing. but then you sat here and besmirched the name Thirteen Ghosts. I did. Did I say it was a bad movie? No, you said it was okay. <laughs> I said the characters were you stupid, didn't but what a shocker enough. for horror movies. Am I right? Um. <laughs> But I like where uh, where what if is building up to, and I like uh, yeah. Just in, I don't want to spoil anything, but it, it's sure. Cool. Uh, anyway, uh, some news. I I have two easy ones. I don't have any news. You go first. <laughs> Thanks, and Adrian. And there's my news. <laughs> Woo! Oh man, I'm energized. I'm pumped from that. Thanks, Adrian. Go ahead. Thanks, dude. All right, here we go. So first things first. I just want to you know christen and congratulate the dude and I on the successful launch of our new podcast. Uh, Eagle and Wolf, which is sort of dedicated, for, well, it actually is dedicated, for to Resident Evil and survival horror. So, James, I know you like Resident Evil, but yes. when we spend, like, 
an hour or two just tangentially talking about some random Resident Evil topic and we're totally off the show, we found a solution for that, okay? <laughs> we don't have to edit it out anymore. We can do something with that now. So, oh, I see. <laughs> that's what we're doing with Eagle and Wolf. So be sure to check it out if you like Resident Evil. Or if um, you just like us. Because apparently uh, some of my shout-outs, well, actually one of them was like, I don't play Resident Evil, but the passion that you and George talk about it makes me want to play it. And I'm like, <laughs> well, then play it. And he's like, but it's not my type of game then you should play it because you might like it if we entertain. He's like, no, but you guys are so funny about it. <laughs> so, you know, at, at least somebody out there likes us talking about it. It's like hearing uh, the audience at a concert. It's just they're really excited. And you, you can really care less about what they're listening to, but like, they're just really into it. Yeah. But we pre- appreciate that though. Really do. And yeah, if you, if you aren't into Resident Evil and are I actually told him, spoilers, uh, though. I don't he's, he's going to watch your let's play of RE3 make. Oh my goodness, what a fucking ride that was. <laughs> that the, the ending part broke my heart. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Fucking stun lock bullshit. It's so mean. Anyway, moving on. Um I oh, really quick, this is really wasn't news because we covered it before, but since the dude wasn't here, I kinda wanna hear what he has to say about it. The Mario casting for the movie. We didn't get your real like take on it. How do you feel? I think I've uh shared enough memes about it. But uh, I think I could speak for both you and I, Dr. Rude. But the same energy people had to cancel or push back the Sonic movie to do a better design <laughs> is the same energy I need for to remove Chris Pratt as Mario. The only two that I would... Ar- yeah, the only two I really like is ATJ for Peach. And that's not even that great. But also, like, I, I, Jack Black as Bowser is probably going to nail it. But that's yes. about it. I also feel, though, that ATJ, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, for those not in the know, uh, uh, is kind of wasted voicing Peach. Because she would be a good live-action no, Peach. She looks so much like her. Yes, yeah, yeah, she would yeah, be she a would good live-action live Peach. Action Peach yeah. It's really weird to just have her, like, it's a waste of her for her to be the voice. I want everyone else to be in the Mario art style, but she's, like, rotoscoped. <laughs> and she's like the one real looking motherfucker in there. That'd be great. Also, Charlie oh God, Day Sonic, is Luigi. Like, don't don't you start Princess Elise bullshit. <laughs> what? Charlie Day is Luigi. I don't okay, see all right, it. All right. So now I gotta say, after I've had some time to breathe on it, my opinions have changed. My favorite casting is still very much Luigi as Charlie Day. Ugh. Why? If you watch Always Sunny, I do watch it. I feel he's. See, Luigi and the Mario crew, really. That's if but... you put Luigi on a Coke binge. And, you, okay. I that, just he, hate... He's nervous for a reason. I'm just saying. Wait. I hate knowing that they're not going to have Italian accents. Oh, they're not? There's no way you're going to have Chris Pratt doing an Italian how, accent. Not only that, how are you going to have not? Charlie to... Day doing an Italian accent? Let's see. No, okay, but how are you going to have them do that and not have it come off as insulting? Yeah. It's going to come off bad. Sure. Okay. I'm not. All right. Yes, you're right. It'd be better with accents, but it, it doesn't have Fucking to. Fucking greatest meme I saw. No, I was think the, it does like, have to. But, well, can I finish my reason yes, on no, why I like Charlie Day? No. God, Mario, I just want to pick one. All right. Hold on. Okay. I like Charlie Day because Luigi himself is probably the more expressive of the Mario brothers. Yeah. And, and, and Charlie Day is a very expressive actor. Sure. And I feel like, yes, he's. 
I'm not saying Luigi, oh, he's as crazy as, as Charlie Day's character in Always Sunny, but I'm just Which saying... Which is Charlie. Oh, what's the actor's name? I'm sorry. No, it's Charlie. That's the character's name. And the actor's name is Charlie Day. Oh, really? They're both Charlie? Yes. yes. Oh, no shit. I, okay, I didn't realize that. All right, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, I feel as though his tone of voice, he he can have the, the amount of energy needed for this role. He could do it. However, I at first hated Bowser as Jack Black. Because in my eyes... <laughs> Did you mean Jack Black as Bowser? It's the same thing. I mean, whatever. Jack Black as Bowser. Because in my mind, Bowser has a really deep voice. But Jack can do it. I, Jack can do a deep he voice. He has a very nasally voice. It's up there, so I don't know. Like, he's, he's, he sings higher voice. He has... He could do both. All right, look. And plus, they could always pitch shift his voice. This is what... If you listen to what I said, I said I started out not liking it. Hold on. I said, I'm starting to like it now because A, they could always pitch shift his voice. Why not? And then B, he could do a good performance because Jack Black is energetic and he can be boisterous, which is what Bowser needs. So, yes, it's not the exact headcanon voice I would go for, provided they don't just, you know, drop the the voice, whatever. What? No, no. I was going to say something, but I I almost interrupted you. The worst one is obviously Mario as fucking Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt as Mario. There you go. You happy? What? You like What it? about fucking Rogan is DK? That I think fucking, that's great. That laugh is going to be a cursed object. <laughs> I, I think he could do it. I don't agree. I think that's... <laughs> yeah. No, but the Donkey Kong's like... That's great he, for DK. I don't know. I'm DK. worried. Like, he, he could do I'm it. I'm very yeah. worried from yeah. the from top to bottom no, of this No, like, Seth cast. Rogan is one of the ones I think, like, doesn't worry me at all. No like, one's I talking about... No, for me, that's Jack Black. No one's talking I about... Can, uh, I feel he can nail Bowser. Yeah. The guy from Portlandia is Cranky Kong. Yeah, that's uh, Fred Armistead. Yeah, Fred yeah, Armistead. Dude that, can no, do Fred anything. Fred Armistead, I, I, no, don't, I, I he, never doubt Fred. He's an ace character actor. So, yes. like, he can do characters. The, uh, the there one, are good casting decisions here. It's just but Chris But the main Pratt character. Like, also, so Keegan-Michael Key is Keegan fucking Michael Toad. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad is weird. I, that's fucking weird. In, in a comedic sense of, like, someone who's but trying like, to keep things together, I think it could work. So here's my thing. Uh, when I think Keegan-Michael and Key, Keegan... Kegel, you're doing your Kegel, Kegels? yeah, Kegel Michael. Yeah, Key. he does his Kegels. Uh, I think of what's his uh, Obama- anger translator. Yeah, Obama's anger translator. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's what I'm imagining coming out of Toad right now. I don't know how I feel about that, but I, we'll I, see. I don't know. I I just think he actually could pull it off. He's a good actor. So far, these are good act like casting decisions, save for the main one. I hate I hate to be so hard I still, on Chris I'm Pratt. I'm still not point. sold on Charlie Day. No, fuck Chris Pratt. I don't know him that well, so... Oh, he supports, like, right-wing Republican groups and homophobic churches and... Yeah, yeah. What? He, yeah, yeah. He's he's a piece of shit. Uh, okay. <laughs> then, yes, we should probably recast. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I... Talk to us on Fan Freaks at Twitter. I'm just... Tag Nintendo. I'm just saying right now that I am not enthused. I would love to see a trailer. If I hear that voice and I like it, sure, I'll watch it. But if I don't, if I'm not sold by the trailer, I am skipping this shit 100%. Who, who's the guy um, in Hellboy? He plays the fish guy. Uh, the Doug guy Jones? actually plays him, Doug yeah, Jones? Yeah, Doug Jones. Like, he's a really famous monster actor. Yes. Uh, he should be Yoshi. <laughs> want him I was thinking Andy Circus, but that's me. <laughs> Andy Dick is Yoshi. He's great. I don't know, Andy, I just wow. I'm going through it. I'm just saying. Talk you know, about another piece of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why do I not know these things? What the fuck? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm Andy, so Dick? Andy Dick? Yeah, I don't He's know. Andy Dick, is the, Andy Dick is the reason that Phil Hartman's dead. 
All right, uh, just for the listener, I don't know a lot about actors' personal lives. I choose not to know about these things, so I don't know. I just genuinely don't. So yeah, don't cool. meet your heroes. Jesus Christ. Um, how about this, though? The dude, I have one casting for Mario that I was pushing on my Discord. Bob Hoskins, he's dead. Robert De Niro. <laughs> as Bobby? Who? Robert De Niro as, as Mario. Bowser? As Mario. As Mar- I need a real Italian here. Uh, I would say Pesci more than fucking Daenerys. Luigi, let's go. <laughs> now, there's one thing, though. Hey, I, Mario. There's one thing, though, I got to say, actually. I love um, Pesci as Mario now. Pesci would be a good Wario. Pesci as Wario? Yes. I was thinking Danny DeVito as Wario. People are saying Willem Dafoe. That's De- like oh, the maybe. casting for People him. are saying Willem Dafoe as Waluigi. Well, you know, but... Willem Dafoe in anything. Pretty much. Willem Dafoe? Okay, Willem Dafoe makes Gary Oldman think he can act. That's how good Willem Dafoe is. Uh, uh, I would fight you on this hill, bro. I don't know about that either. Gary Oldman is really talented. Like He played a little person. No, 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 George. No, he didn't. (laughs) Sorry. There is no little feet in Bossing Say. Sorry, I just knew that. You might not know this right now, but I'm currently acting because I'm willing to fall right now. Uh, (laughs) I have a solid metal pen that I'm prepared to beam you in the head with. I'm sorry. Just to to end and wrap up the Mario thing, because this has been two weeks now, because you guys brought it up last week, and now we're done. I have a thing to say about it, but sure. I just want to, my notes. The John Leguizamo movie, Bob Hoskins movie, is far superior, and it's criminally criminally underrated yep it, i mean it's a good movie but in terms of like a uh, uh, a very close adaptation it could be closer that's all. no it literally could not be because you could not make a movie about mario at that era what i'm just saying even nowadays they can make an animated no, mario movie now, it doesn't have to be like yes now absolutely but at the time that the bob hoskins super mario brothers movie came out Every game was just about a dude running around stomping mushrooms and beating his head against bricks. That's it. Mm. There was nothing else to go on. Mm. So, no, you couldn't have made a Mario movie that was more accurate at the time. No, no. Because there yeah, wasn't that. They gave us the no, greatest wait. canon of all time. What's your name? Mario. Mario. That's right. I, and what is your name? Luigi, Luigi Mario. Mario. I didn't say That's it, super they, canon. they could have made a better Mario movie at the time. That's not what I said. Oh. I said they couldn't make a better Mario movie. I'm like, that's a little bit high. Like, you don't know the future. Like, we could, No, oh, this is okay. it. That's but, it. <laughs> in any case, I had one last Refuse. point I wanted to bring here. We All this talking of casting is all fun, and don't get me wrong, like, celebrities are great. I just feel as though it's a little bit of a snub for Charles Martinet. Oh, he's going to be in it. Mar- no, I know he's going to be in it. He is? Yeah, he's going to yeah, be. as a cameo. He's cameoed. But that's, but that's such bullshit. That's so shitty, guy, man. You see where I come from? The guy's been fucking Mario for over 20 goddamn years, and he can't fucking be him in his I've own met fucking him. movie. I've met him, and he's super nice. Dude, the guy voices like six characters for this series. They couldn't bother to let him star in the movie? Like, he fuck does, off. He does Mario. Like he does Luigi. A, he does Yoshi. He, he does, does Wario. Wario. He does Waluigi. Luigi. He does, uh, yeah, Yoshi, you're right. I, I think he does Luigi, yeah, That's right. like making a live action, that's like making, not even live action, that's like making a Simpsons movie, recasting everyone, and then having Dan Castellaneta do one throwaway line yeah. as a cameo. 
That's what that's no, like. If this Go was, fuck yourself. There is a rumor. I don't know how true this is. Please let us know on the Fan Freaks Twitter. But Charles Martinet didn't want to do a feature film because he didn't think he could carry it. Which is bullshit because we know he could. He, he's been, You know what I that sounds know, like? Man. That sounds like Nintendo trying to yeah, damage control. That sounds like I'm someone just telling gave, you what I heard. But that yes. sounds like someone gave him a PR packet and says these are your talking Yeah, you points. don't actually care about this. It's fine, okay? And because Charles Martinet is a goddamn G and likes his job and is good exactly. at it, he doesn't fucking say anything. And you know what? He's, he's not trying good to rock the boat. His, Look, all right, if this was live action, all, like, fine, Charlie Day's Luigi, I love it all day. But Charles Martinet is a talented voice actor, and this is an animated movie, dude. Yeah. This is a role he's done for years. Yeah, I, I'm really getting sick of Hollywood doing this. Like, when did Hollywood stop casting voice actors? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I get that you want Chris Pratt to put butts in seats, but when people sit down and watch the movie and it sucks... It's because you hired non-voice actors. When you need a voice as close to Mario as you can get, just get Mario. Exactly. <sighs> just just to piggyback off the story about Martinet and how cool of a dude he was, I met him at Supercon, and the same day there was a Mario Kart tournament. He announced it, That's and awesome. he oh. congratulated the winner in a Mario voice. Oh, my God. He, he did it full character. Full character <laughs> throughout guy. the entire race. This guy, man. I want to push What a fucking G, dude. So, all right, all right. Fan freaks, all right? I want... When this movie comes out, we're going to let it sit for a bit so that Nintendo forget about it. And then we're going to contact Charles Martinet. And we're going to have our own fan freaks cut, okay? We're going to have him dub <laughs> all of Chris Pat Pratt's stupid lines and have Charles Martinet as fucking Mario, okay? If he's down to do everybody else, he can. Because, you know, they're his characters. Shit, who would do Bowser if we'd redub it? Uh, Can you do a deep voice? No. But you know what? Someone brought up... This is going to have to be a whole other conversation. Like casting Super uh, Smash Brothers or I'm something. So Someone brought up The Rock as Ganondorf. And I'm kind I'm okay of, with it. I'm kind of on board. I fucks with it. But I don't know. We'll see. We're moving on. We're on this for way too long. Yes. My bad. Anyway, that's the end of my news. Okay. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. One more. Sorry. One more. Evo 2021 got canceled. Yes, it did. Oh, damn. That's horrible. Anyway. It might be the end of it. Wow, that's even worse. It, so that's, even though Sony bought it, but yeah, evil. That's 20 the problem with conventions like that. Is yeah. that conventions so often depend on the year before to fund the next year that a cancellation is. But a as I just said, Sony bought it. But why sure. would Sony not even mark? Like nobody knew it was even going on this right. year. It was poorly marketed. Compare that to a CEO, which is in Orlando. And that is still doing a tournament. It's doing a big tournament. And the only way you can pick up tickets is like Dragon Con with a negative COVID test in the past 24 hours and a vaccination proof or vaccination right. proof. Excuse me. But Evo just couldn't guarantee that. And one of the reasons I read on Twitter from one of the TOs is that they couldn't confirm out inter international gamers mm. flying from overseas because every country has right. a different COVID rule. That you cannot guarantee safety on this. And they tried Evo's doing the a, biggest one. Yeah. They tried doing remote too, and there was too much lag, and they fucked up Come everything. Come on, man. Like, so. fighting games need that fucking net rollback net code yeah. real fucking bad. Street Fighter Five is still absolutely horrendous to play. Well, there's there's oh, a lot and, of reasons and for Dragon that. Ball Fighters. No, but, there's yeah. a lot of reasons for it being horrendous to play, but that's that's chief among them. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, like you cannot play that online, man. That or fighters. And I am a fighter stan, as you know, but that shit has horrendous online. Right, right. Anyway, but that's that's all I got for news. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully we see Evo 2022, baby. Do, do you have a lot of news? Not a lot. Okay. And most of it's quick anyway. Uh, Scarlett Johansson settled with uh, Walt Disney Studios over her, la- her lawsuit. Cool. Good for her, Scarlett. Get that bag. On the same note, though, uh, there's something crazy going on in like the world of comic books right now, particularly, uh, particularly where like estates of comic book oh, artists yeah, I heard about this. are attempting to regain legal control over their characters. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm on the unpopular side of this. I don't know how I feel about it. Because sure, I agree that Disney just like it, I don't I'm not pro Disney here, but I'm also not pro like money grabbing frivolous lawsuits. Like these are people who haven't been involved with the character for eons. In eons. I mean, is it is it their intellectual property? That's what I'm saying. It's first off, it's not even Steve Dit. Let, so let's talk about Spider-Man. Cause the uh the the estate in particular here is Steve Ditko's estate. Okay. First off, this never would have happened while Steve or Stan were still alive. Yeah. Never would have happened. Because they wouldn't have tried this shit while Stan was still living, and Steve would never have let this fly. It also depends how far Disney would have taken their characters. They could have if, if driven to it. No, I don't think so. No. Not with Steve and Stan still alive. So now that they're dead, the Ditko estate is realizing they have an opportunity to make some money. And that's why they're doing this. which It's like the Nevermind baby. Which Disney or Sony are both completely... Because people keep saying Disney, but it's Sony that has the rights to Spider-Man. Sony is completely capable of dropping Spider-Man altogether if this gets out of control. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help anybody. It definitely doesn't help the fans. And at the end of the day, also the, Doctor Strange is up for grabs. From yes. my understanding. Well, when so Sony you, drops it, Disney, Disney will do it. Yeah, that is a Disney. When one. Sony drops it, Disney will pick it up. It's fine. No, but that's just <laughs> it. If it goes back to the estate and it becomes this thing, I mean, that's possible too. But I don't see it happening that way. Like S- Sony has so many superheroes that they fucked up. Nope. You know, I never, like, I didn't think about that though. That is a best case scenario here. Yeah, is that Sony refuses to pay up the money for Wait. to the Ditko estate, and then Disney goes, "We'll do it." I just want you to think about it for a second. Do you think that if when Sony if Sony were to drop Spider Man, nobody else would try to pick it back up? But that's just it. I, when I say drop, I just mean stop making Spider Man content for as long as they hold the oh, copyright. Like IP limbo kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I'm really talking all about. Right, here. Yeah, I guess that. Makes but sense. if they do regain the the estate and then try to charge Sony more money, and Sony says no, that's a great opportunity for Disney to be like, we'll do it. But I don't know. It feels weird to me. I don't. I don't get me wrong. I'm all for artists like getting their due, and also like the 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 way Disney has manipulated copyright law over the past decades just because they're trying to keep Mickey out of the public domain is insane. Hmm. Like Disney's literally out there writing law. It's nuts. Uh, I don't doubt it. But at the same time, I also like this is clearly a money grab. Like. It's not the action; it's the reason for it that I I, I, I question. You get me? I kind of see it as an inevitability. I mean, the reason's not good, but at some point, this yeah. was bound to happen. I, I guess. guess. Um, uh, Jamila... Inevitably, they'll settle. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, look uh, at Scarlett Johansson and Disney. People right. can get along, James. Well, I'm also sure that ScarJo's done with Disney. Though. No, I would be too. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jamila Jamil revealed her first look as Titana in the She-Hulk movie. 
Oh. Uh, God, she looks great. Uh, <laughs> nice. It's She-Hulk uh, show, right? Or oh, yeah. I'm so, oh, sorry. She-Hulk show. show. Yeah, yeah. Um, the current Amazing Spider-Man arc uh, is wrapping up. Nice. And meh. And meh. It's again, they couldn't stick the landing. They, uh, they couldn't stick? Uh, uh, but they did undo Sin's past for the most part. Which is what you wanted. Which is what I wanted. And they didn't retcon it. But they did kind of try to make one more day a little better. Oh. So, you know. They're aware of the audience. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But other than that, uh, reviews for Venom Let There Be Carnage are much more positive than... The first one. Than the first one in terms of like pre-release reviews. So that's that's good. Uh, And also reviews for No Time to Die say that it's incredibly long but doesn't feel that way. Okay, so that's that's a good that's a new Bond and movie. And even like the more like uh, the you know, more... I met a guy in college that was like that, incredibly long, but he didn't feel that. Uh, <laughs> even like the reviews are a little more critical. Say that yes, it's a slog at times, but at the end it delivers. So, all good things to hear about a Bond movie. Right. Um. Beyond that, uh, I think that just about does it for my news. Really. Yeah. All righty. Well, rock and roll. All right. Hey, well, did you did you close the back door? What? Close the back door? Well, it's always closed. What are you talking about? Because I, there's, it was open when I went hey. outside. Babe, babe, are you there? You I, know what? Why don't you go outside, undress, and then check what's going on out there? You're right. Hold on. Let me just um. I'll just hold on. I got to take some pictures of myself naked really quick and post them online. Then I'll go outside. Is yeah, that better yeah. for you? Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Wait, before you do that, let's do drugs. Unnamed drugs. Do you guys want to smoke it. some pot? That, yes, right there. Absolutely. <laughs> All oh, right. Uh, uh, you'll be right back? We'll be back. Hello, everyone. This is Bone King, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast, hosted proudly on the Fan Freaks Facebook group. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks. Well, I guess since he's gone, you mind if I tell you a joke real quick? Sure. Oh, don't, don't be like that. Well, there's this moth, and he goes into a podiatrist's office. Okay. And he sits down. The podiatrist says, okay, what can I do you for? What can I help you with? And the moth says, well, doc, my my job, my career, I go into my job and I hate where I am. I hate how my life has turned out. Uh-huh. It's so miserable there, doc. And, and I wake up in the middle of the night with my wife in my arms. Uh, I don't even recognize her anymore. I don't, I don't love her anymore, doc. And my child... I look at him and I hate who he is because I remember, I remember all the choices and opportunities I had, Doc. The podiatrist says, man, it doesn't sound like you need a podiatrist. You need a psychiatrist. Why'd you come in? The moth says, oh, the light was on. Oh, oh, oh my God. Wasn't that funny? Hey, you know, me and, uh, me and Mr. Slasher over there, we heard it, the joke from outside and I, th- I actually thought that was really good. <laughs> Rest in peace, Norm. That's right. Rest uh, in peace. Um, but by the way, don't worry about him. I went out and checked it out. Uh, there's just a guy with a knife out there, and I I don't think he's going to cause any problems, right? Okay, cool. Right. I mean, he just stood there, so I don't think he's going to do anything. He's not a danger to us new teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> Who are fornicating <laughs> with drugs and alcohol? 
Anywho. You know, uh, I should be right back. <laughs> <laughs> this week. Yes. Uh, we well, are doing, what is it? We're doing All Stars. Best superhero. Superhero. Super, no, I see. <laughs> Best horror movie heroes. Right? That no, is We're, we're usually we're superheroes heroes. with this shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's spooky season, you son of a bitch. It so is spooky season. It is horror movie the heroes. The season of the spook. Now, we wanted to clarify because... Fan Freaks 4, the season of the spook. <laughs> yes, we shall give that the cult status it needs. Anyway, so, really quick. We wanted to to illustrate what we mean by horror movie heroes. Also, because... what is an All-Stars? Oh, yeah, that's a better question. Uh, yeah, I know. So, All-Stars is basically where we pick a topic and we, we basically celebrate... Uh, those things of a topic of all walks of life, usually of people, but today <laughs> we're picking fictional characters. I feel characters. like you're losing this description a little bit. Yeah, I mean, usually it's it, we do it's other It's an things. unnumbered list. Uh, it's an unnumbered list in no specific order of, of our favorite things from a specific... Because like, basically target. it's just each one of us giving exa- an Correct. example of a subject and sort of highlighting it and yeah, giving exactly. it props. There, you know what? I figured it out halfway. You we sure got- did. So, today we're doing horror movie heroes, and I wanted to clarify what we mean by heroes, sure. because you initially this was protagonists, right? and then as we well, were no. coming up initially, with some... Initially, this was survivors. Yes. And then I realized this could be ultra spoilers, and... Well, also, well, from here on out, there's going to be spoilers. But yeah, there, we're, we're going we're gonna to go and tell you the sure. movies that we're, that we're talking about before we get into it, but just be aware... This is spo- this is gets a little spoilery. Editor George should not use the spoiler filter this time. No, so be please, careful. The, or the whole rest of this segment. Beep, 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 beep. You know what? It's <laughs> the <laughs> censored <laughs> edition. <laughs> you know, we got to be safe. In any case, yeah. So we wanted heroes in the sense that these are the the good guys in these scenarios. Right. We don't we don't really. I get it. Anti heroes. There are a lot of horror sure. movies where the protagonist is actually the killer, but that's not what we're looking for today. Right. We're looking for smart survivors. Or smart heroes, really, in the end. But you know what I mean. So, who wishes to start this spooky list oh, of survivors? Oh, we also go one at a time, right? Yes. That is correct. One at a time. So, Because of Freaky Five, you do the whole fucking list. That is correct. That's why this is such an interesting one. There's no uh, sniping here. I'll go ahead and start us off. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm going to start us off with Catherine Dean from The Cell. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Interesting Jennifer pick. Lopez joint. Interesting pick for your first one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, also the first ones we don't really go into as much detail about because I don't really have as much to say about her. Uh-huh. Like her as a person. I loved the her motivation as a character. Like even though she is experiencing the main horror of this movie, at the end of the day, she is a hero in the truest sense of the word because she's trying to help somebody. Yeah, I guess she always did. Ha- didn't she have the potential to leave at any point or no? Uh, it's. At certain parts, that's not the case. Right, right, right. At certain parts, she gets trapped in his hellscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but the point is that her her goal at the like she starts out the movie as a hero. You mm-hmm. get me? Like, it's it's not a situation where like she's a survivor that just happens to come out on top. No, she sets out with the concept of helping somebody. I mean, I personally find her to be a little passive in the cell. But, I mean, at the same time, she is well, trying to help someone. That's it's because not just of her surviving. role in the cell, though. Sure. She's, but she's supposed to be the analog for us getting into the killer's dreams. And right. then, yeah, basically. Exactly. So that makes sense. But, uh, but then she Play also, Silent Hill 4. Sorry. But then her <laughs> actions have a direct impact on the real world. Right. Where, you know, she ends up the hero, literally. Okay. Uh, so I like that. I like, I like that she's not your typical... The last girl, you know right? I mean? Right. Interesting first pick. Not what I was expecting. Also, it's it's one of my, it, it, it's one of the movies like growing up 
that had a very strong impact on me and my love of visual effects. Oh, that movie's visuals are great. Uh, that horse scene is one of my favorite CG an- uh, anatomy scenes I've ever seen. It's definitely interesting. They're all very interesting. They're yes. begging you to ask what they mean. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess I should go up next. Well, we both looked at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, clearly. Uh, so, a man who needs no introduction, but John Carpenter's The Thing, R.J. McCready. Ah, there you go. Uh, Kind of a primo badass throughout the film. And you still don't know if he ends up being the hero or the villain at the end of it. But, you know, he's not very good at chess, though. No. (laughs) Cheating bitch. No, but I firmly recommend everyone please watch John Carpenter's The Thing. Please. It's It's so so fucking good. Well, it's a remake. Okay, you're right. The 80s the the 80s version of it. Right, because the the one that came out later was a prequel. You could just say yeah. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, that's all you need. Oh, that's true. Yeah, cuz that is his specific yeah, version. Right. Yeah. Anything with John Carpenter in it is pretty good. One of the best like suspicion movies of all time. Oh yeah. Love it. Love it. Agreed. Um, you're Oh, go. my turn. Okay. So, I mean, Dr. Root started, you know, a little obscure, you know, starting with the low ones first, but you know what? I don't believe in this philosophy. I'm starting <laughs> fucking big and large from the gate. I'm going with Laurie Strode from Halloween. All right. There we're you go. There, now. there you Look, go. We're, we're, we're not going to fucking pretend like she's not going to be on this list. Like we all knew no, she was going to yeah, be yeah. here, right? Like, okay. The final girl. Right. Not only that, Scream Queen royalty. Her fucking mom was uh, the, the, the lady who dies in Psycho. Oh my, wow, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, mom. Yeah, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Not the character of Laurie Strode's mom, no. Also, that lady, I forgot her her real name, but she was in H2O. Oh, no. As as Laurie Strode's actual, like, like, not mom, but like a friend of the family type of thing. Like, oh, Laurie. Be sure to be careful out there, or well, some shit like that. That's a fun little cameo. I did there you that. go. A little, a little Halloween trivia, if you will. I like that. But but Laurie Strode herself. I actually want to talk about how, yeah, what yeah, she yeah. does in the movie, where you get the idea that a lot of her friends, you know, they're party lovers, they're teenagers. Like that's totally fine. But but like I felt, I felt as though Laurie was just a little bit more realistic to me because. No teenager. She reacted the way we all would at 16. Exactly. A little bit more realistic of a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, the other ones are more, like, caricatures of teenagers that, are like, four slasher movies. Don't get me wrong. Like, I get that. But she was, she kind of reacted to things in a little bit more uh, of a freaking um, not as excitable manner. She mm-hmm. seemed a little bit more down to earth. That's the phrase I'm fucking looking for. Thank you. Uh, down, not that anyone gave it to me. Right. <laughs> but um, that alone, she is able to fend off Michael Myers a few times. I love coat hanger technique. Very effective. In the eye. Yeah. Very effective. Yep. Hey, look, when you're high, the worst thing I see in those movies where someone hides in the closet and they just ball up in a corner. Mm-hmm. And it's cry, like, yeah. Just pull things from the closet and start doing shit. And she does that shit. So you know what? I can fucking appreciate that. Um, she is very good at liter and well the needle point. Like she is very good at finding sharp objects, and I appreciate that in a survival. A lot of this is from Halloween what. one, but all right. Well, I I'm mainly thinking about Halloween one. I I didn't really consider multiple sequels, but if I wanted to, I could even talk about how in the fucking reboot series or whatever the and the newer ones, she's like a grizzled badass who's like totally preparing to deal with Michael Myers. Like 
Halloween, the first movie, is a movie that feels like it was not meant to have any sequels. <laughs> it feels like it was supposed to end with that beautiful ending shot of just the breathing everywhere. That That's it. The story's over. But they continued it, and it worked. And I felt as though the whole idea of Laurie Strode kind of becoming a badass and getting trauma from the event to the point where she distances her family... This is a good direction, okay, to yeah. take with Laurie Strode. Not fucking, uh, you know, redneck yellowthon family Rob Zombie. I'm sorry. Rob Zombie, you do amazing things, but this was not one of them. I love you. Um, anyway, anyone have anything to say about Laurie Strode before no, we move on? she's awesome. Uh, uh, and I also love... We all stand her. Yeah, I love the current Halloween, like, retconning her back to not being Michael's sister. Oh, that's what that's what yeah, I just I said. How Rob Zombie totally ruined yes. it that way. Yes, yes. But that wasn't that wasn't just Rob Zombie though. By Halloween two, she was already uh, Michael's sister. Yeah, it wasn't. They, they made it that way. In yeah, Halloween but two. it wasn't at the incestuous level. Sure, like, but that's not the point. I, I like I like her not being his sister at all. It makes uh-huh. Michael much more interesting, to, in my opinion. I dig that. So and, what's next on your list? Wait, wait, wait. In fact, Laurie Strode is so good at finding sharp objects, really quick, that her main power in Dead by Daylight is she can get out of the killer's grasp when she's when. They're carrying oh, her. that's cool. So it's funny. Anyway, continue. What's next? Uh, my next entry is Evelyn Abbott from A Quiet Place. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see it. It's an all. I I love the movie. I think it's a masterclass in building tension. Honestly, really impressed with John Krasinski. But uh, Evelyn Abbott plays. That's Emily Blunt's character, right? Got who's it. pregnant for the whole movie? She's a pregnant woman who has to not make a, a sound. And then she eventually has the baby and continues to have to find a way to silence the baby from all these monsters. And the climax of the movie, her like build to badassness is earned. And I love that. What? I think nobody in that movie is smart. That is my opinion. What? There are so many ways they could have. We could have an entire we will. case of, of that I've, movie. Uh, this this feels like a case of. I felt like they gave me some rules and then they were like, surprise, there's a hole in the floor. <laughs> okay. We put a mattress on top. Let's not live down here. Anyway, we're not going to get into this right now because we could have a whole right. thing. Um, about it. Uh, I, liked, I liked Evelyn Abbott. Uh, I think, like I said, her road to badassness was earned. Uh, which okay. is not the case for a lot of like. I feel like a lot of times when they have like the last girl end up being a badass, it doesn't always always feel earned. Sure, sure, I could see that. Um, so I'm in this case, I do feel like it was. I'm sure the audience, someone in the audience, agrees with you. I just, I, I, I feel so bad to sandbag your first uh-huh. two picks, yeah. but I'm like interesting uh, start. So. Feel free to sandbag mine, but Ed and Lorraine Warren from the Conjuring universe. I really like those movies. I really enjoy them. They are the stars brilliantly acted by Vera Farmiga and uh, Patrick Wilson. Mm -hmm. Respectively, I I think they're great. They are truly the two stars of the films. Yeah, I was going to say, don't they feel like the framework? They they definitely are. Yeah. They definitely are. And I I can endlessly rewatch The First Conjuring and walk away still scared and walk away knowing. I feel safer if those two are in the house. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. They, they seem like reliable partners. Granted, to have in there. they are nothing like their real counterpart, but still. Right, right. No, we don't want to <laughs> look. We're separating art from reality. Okay, right. it's a little different. So that's that's me. Oh, right. You didn't sandbag me. All right. Awesome. No, well, because the thing is, I I agree with that one only because they're the ones to jumpstart all of these movies. Like they're kind of the cause and the reason why a lot of people even two. stay alive. Not for two. 
But Conjuring 2, they're not the start. No, but they are stupid for just keeping everything in their house and then letting their daughter just wander around yeah. for, for the doll one. What's funny doll enough... I, I don't remember, too. Funny enough, uh, because uh, Lorraine is dead... Annabelle, there you go. The, the kids have the rights to the, the, the museum. They're right now deciding what to do with it. So... Because they treat it as a museum where you could actually go in there. That's I, cool. But you was, can't take pictures with Annabelle. If I was you have to take pictures of Annabelle at a distance. If they I was a skeptical, I'd say burn They won't that let shit. you take pictures with Annabelle. Weird. If I was a skeptical, I'd say burn that shit. Just bad juju, the whole thing. Get rid of it. <laughs> well, they, they made... They they made sense of it in the lore of the the movies. Okay. Sometimes it's better to have the genie in the bottle. Right. Okay. You know that makes sense. I, that was a point they did say. Um, my next pick. Yeah. All right. So my next pick is from a movie called Happy Death Day. Um, I'm gonna go with Tree. Goldman. You mean uh, Horror Groundhog Day? Yes. Yes. Horror <laughs> Groundhog's Day. Yes. Bill Murray would have been a great addition to this. I, oh I do believe God. this. But he um, wasn't the fucking murderer. No. <laughs> no. You'd think. No, no just, one would no, ever I, believe I think, you. I think Bill Murray was done with horror movies after making Garfield. Ah, got it. Got it. That's a that's he, a good place to stop. After he murdered Ghostbusters, can I say that? I mean, that's the fucking apex of horror is Garfield. <laughs> In any case, Happy Death Day was a very refreshing movie. Okay. Um, you kind of had this idea where, like, oh, my gosh, there's death scenes, but the main character learns from them. I'm not going to go too, too much into it, but the idea of this main character basically dealing with the horror and then going, oh, wait, so the rules of this horror are this, and I can do this, and I can go ahead and get around by doing this. Right. You are actively figuring out the puzzle that is the nightmare and getting yep. around it. And I really, those kind of movies I like a lot more than, hey, here are the meat bags in this closed off location. Go ahead and myrtleize them all. Like, that's With fine. no working cell phone. There's no bars. Yeah, yeah and no signal. Yeah. But does anyone have signal on their phones, by the way? Because I don't think I have any. No. No, I, um, I conveniently lost connection to your Wi Fi. That's right. Oh, no. wow. That's not even. It's real <laughs> bars, but we have Wi Fi. It's true. really weird. Once, uh, once that piano music started, I lost signal. That's true. I'm hearing like a violin, but I like yeah. violin, so that's fine. Um, no, so really quick, uh, Tree is a very good character. She's actually very funny, too. She's very comedic and keeps it fresh. It's not just, like, the same kind of, I want to survive, and that's it. She's inter- interesting sure. as a character. She's Claire fun. Redfield from Remake, too. Kind of. She is, yes, yes. She is definitely sassy as fuck, yes, and I like that. I like that in my Survivors. What's yours? So my, this next one's a little uh, Will controversial. I, Will I sandbag this? Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I don't it, think so. But does it pass a bone butt? So it, it, the contention is whether it's really a horror movie. Uh, if everyone's singing. Okay. Uh, but my next oh, entry okay. is Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, feed me, Seymour. Uh-huh. I, I certainly Seymour. I. I think that should work. Why not? As far as musicals go, it's a horror musical. Right. Horrors in this title. Yeah. And there there is Moida. There is death. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of Moida. Yeah, there's plenty of Moida. So you know what? I'll give you this one. This one works for me. Okay. I like this one. Uh, And yeah, uh, he's a fun protagonist. You know, he's a guy who's down on his luck and gets in over his head. Yeah. Uh, It's a classic story. And uh, I don't know. It's it's, Science fiction at its best. Yeah, it is. It really is. You know, boy... uh, Boy meets girl, 
boy accidentally raises murderous plant. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah, and speaking uh. of science fiction and this being a double feature with another movie, uh. I thought you were going to say Rocky Horror for a second. I don't think that's horror. No, enough, I no. don't think that's horror either. Like it's it's it is definitely a horror parody that's what the uh-huh. whole but it's not a horror like, it doesn't have the structure of a horror it's too fun meanwhile yeah. yeah meanwhile like rocky or a little shop of horrors definitely has the structure of a horror has a you killer know? something it, ha- it has yes. a monster it has death it has a, a, a you know a, a a problem to solve you know all of that Right, right, right. You know, you say Rocky Horror isn't a horror, but have you seen Brad's pants? Those are horrific. <laughs> well, don't worry. He loses it about midway that, through the movie. No. <laughs> the, the reboot, that one's horrific. Oh, my oh, God. I haven't seen it. I don't want to. How? Oh, <laughs> how do you fuck? Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're not getting into that. No, um, uh, but yeah, go, uh, go ahead and hit us up, dude. So this one's kind of interesting because this is a la a cinematic classic. Chief Brody from fucking Jaws. Nice. Okay, that's a great one. Yes, yes. Um, Legit as fuck. Throughout the film, he gets development because he's he's very, like, weak in the beginning. But he starts to grow as soon as the the shark keeps attacking him. You see so much of the carnage that's being presented. He's growing as his challenge keeps growing. And... Clearly, I'm using Jaws 1 because Jaws 2, that motherfucker becomes Arnie all of a sudden you know, <laughs> with a fucking helicopter and shit. Well, in the later sequels, <clears throat> Jaws follows people on a plane. And right, shit, right, right, right. So we, like, we don't talk of Jaws 4, the it, revenge. It gets interesting, <laughs> let me tell you. Fucking, who was it in that? He, Mommy, oh he's following us. You see this giant <laughs> shark. It's so funny. Fuck, got it's, an upgrade. It's um, fucking stuck in my head. But no. the guy who was Alfred in the Dark Knight trilogy. Michael Caine. Michael Caine was in Jaws 4. For fuck's sake. I know. (laughs) Your character that you just brought up now, was he the guy with the sniper rifle? Yeah, smile, you son of a bitch. Amazing. And he has one of the best one-liners. So, yes. Yes, I agree with this pick 100%. (laughs) Sorry, Dr. Root. Although I did like your last one. Okay. Uh So far, you're liking mine. You just... Yeah, I know. (laughs) Shut all over a quiet place. It's almost like you guys have a conscientious relationship. It's almost. It's it's almost... I don't know. I... We'll see with the next one. Let's see. It's if you almost like her mine. sister uh-huh. was a witch. Is both of you guys? <laughs> no show. Anyway, so. I tagged both of you in a meme I posted. Anyway, thank you, and the, uh-huh. and the audience now knows. All right, so my next uh, pick is going to be uh, from a little movie called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Sally, a family Hardesty. film. A family. <laughs> oh, more than you realize. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, uh, why would I sandbag this? No, I'm who, who I know. from Texas. I'm, um, I'm just saying, the main girl, the 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 one who, oh god, I, the Sally? one who survives. Yes, Sally, the main, the basically the girl who wakes up in the dinner. Right. Yes. The, oh, she, Resident Evil Seven. Got it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Resident, really what she wakes up in the Baker household, and she's fucking dealing with the mold. Absolutely. And and to be honest, that movie, I okay, I would love to maybe talk about this in like a special or something with Texas Chainsaw because Texas Chainsaw. And no other movie beyond it has had that same, um, God, how do I describe Je ne sais quoi? Grizzly vibe. It feels dirty, rough and dirty. Like it, it's. Yeah. Like it's made with a budget of $5,000. Uh, yeah, normally. Yeah. And normally I like it rough and dirty. Absolutely. But I'm just saying like, there are a lot of horror movies 
and, and this one felt like it was in the backwoods, you know, and, and kind of found in some scratch tape. I don't know. Like, it wasn't found footage, don't get me wrong. But, like, the lighting in it had, like, this sickly orange kind of vibe. And you get the idea of the environment to where Texas becomes a character. I am not talking about the survivor. This place is awful, <laughs> all right? And she goes through goddamn hell in this movie, seeing all of her friends. And and the dinner scene alone is very traumatizing. She is pretty much as good as dead. But she's able to wriggle free. And she basically escapes in possibly the most uh, cathartic ending scene in any f- horror movie for me. I love that scene because I, it, it kind of reminds me of the same feeling I get where you like... You survive a Left 4 Dead match or something. You make it to the safe house. It's just, yes! Ah! And you just play the fucking House of the Dead music. Fucking survive. It's great. I love that feeling. I'm going to go with Sally. So, fun fact. uh, I was cast and began filming on an independent, uh, like, redneck, like, horror movie film. Okay. Uh, and the production fell apart because the director kept firing the main actresses because they wouldn't sleep with them. And the production fell apart. Disgusting. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's the true horror. I played <laughs> I, I played the youngest brother in the killer redneck family. I could see this. I could see this very well. You're, you're totally part of the Leatherface family that brings people in from the gas station. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a really nice house just down here. No, I was supposed to be this, like, so like each each member of the family had a different way of killing people. Okay. So my whole thing was since I was like this a tall skinny dude, skinnier than I am now especially, my whole thing was I was very spider-like, so I would hunt people in the forest and come down out of trees. <laughs> Not and... lanky, but spider-like. Yes. I wonder I wonder what this uh-huh. word choosing was for. But uh no, like but like that the whole thing of the character itself, like he was spider-like. For sure, for sure. Like I he I would come down out of trees and I like kept people tied up. Like it was a theme of the character. You were the fear. Yes. Uh, basically, I I, yes. I do understand this. But just to square this off, there's a lot of characters in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but this one actively fought back and in sure. a very interesting way. Agreed. That's all I'm saying. And she made it. Yeah, I didn't want to just outright say it, but yes, yes, she made it. You have to narrow it down because most of them die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to move on to a bigger name on my list. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. Uh, let's get to you your could argue that except for the first entry, this is not a horror franchise. But the first entry is a horror franchise, and that's where we first meet her anyway. And then we eventually get to see her become a badass. It's uh, it's it's our it's it's our our favorite uh, you know. Uh, no, cons- I- it's our it's our favorite conspiracy theorist, uh, psycho, uh, not psycho, sorry, conspiracy theorist, military mom. It's Sarah Connor. God damn oh. right. <laughs> okay, this was such a big buildup. I was like, oh, this is obvious. Okay, yeah. Sarah yes. Connor from Terminator, for the record. Yeah, yes. the first Terminator. Well, yes. Uh, personally, I do not see Terminator the franchise as a horror thing at all. I but agree. Okay, yes. Because Terminator Two definitely like. Like sent the the metronome. I don't know, man. Did I'm, you see three? I don't, I'm gonna sandbag this one. I don't. <laughs> no, fuck you, Bunking. <laughs> no, but I'm number one. your shit. But the first no, one, number one, was absolutely a horror movie. I don't want to fucking hear it from sure, you. Sure, sure. Hands down, was a horror movie. This was a horror movie. Hands down. <laughs> okay. Goes down the list. Checks all the ballots. Yes. Horror film. You got a absolutely. pursuer. You got uh, a femme fatale. You got the, the 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 damsel in distress, and what happens? She grows That's as a right. character. I a hundred percent agree with this pick. What? I it's just it's 
It's so much. It feels like a, no, a thriller, wrong. in my opinion. But whatever, we'll we'll Are roll with it. Are you fucking really? No, I. <laughs> I'm just Terminator One is definitely the closest. Yes. Let us it, know anyway, on yes. the Fan Freak Twitter, and also comment your support for Doctor Rude MD on Twitter. Is, like, yeah. All right. But yeah, I, I I don't need to get into a whole thing about why we love Sarah Connor. She like she it's it's the ultimate like femme fatale badass. Not femme fatale. She becomes like that like. Bunker badass, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's her. Like, no, they're well, watching me. You gotta love that alliteration. Well, and then she's it's weird. It's actually weird because you can't really call her a conspiracy theory, a theorist, because in her case, they literally are watching her. And yeah. by they, I mean Sky. Well, they're not theories if they're true. Yeah, exactly. So she, she's a conspiracy realist. <laughs> exactly. And I just like the fact she goes Mama Bear on two, that's in right. two so it's it's very nice. Uh, the dude. All right. So we go from. A little, a little risque, a little old with Chief Brody and Jaws, to very new, very modern, Midsomar Danny Arder. Okay. Oh. So, so, I, 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 re- I, I, I cannot. I'm sandbagging this one. Go ahead. I love her to death because okay. you have this character that that you you have this group of people and they're they're off frolicking. Uh-huh. It's an A24 film, so it's like super bright. Right. In this one instance, it's like it's it's a bright film. Usually they're very dark, but this is so bright to contrast the tone, the the writing of it. Danny comes through this this kind of thing where she has to suffer. She loses a lot, but then she becomes the hero of the people. She's not exactly our hero. Right. I, that, see, that's that's see. my thing. I can't. I don't want to spoil. I really want James to watch this. No, I know, and I just want to say, please, like, if you haven't watched Midsommar, please watch it. The, the, just re- remind me what the name of the topic of the show is. Uh, best horror movies heroes. There you go. That 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 thing. Yeah, say that last part again a couple times, and then tell me about this character. What she did was right. Sure, you know, Danny what? did nothing wrong. I like bears too. You know, I like bears too. Mm-hmm. No, fuck him. Anyway, fuck him. No, don't spoil. See, I'm really worried about certain spoilers, but you know what? It's no, fine. but you're a piece of shit that you were just like dangling it in front of me. Just a little bit. It's a little just, tease just for stop, you. Stop dang. Give I, it to me, daddy. I like teasing you this stop part it. of being a good stop dom. It. Anyway, moving on. My turn. Fuck you. All right. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> um, my next pick is going to be from The Shining, Wendy Torrance. Fuck. Good fucking pick. Yeah, no, she's definitely a hero. Holy shit, after all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. 100%. No, the actress is also a hero for going through all of that shit, Honestly, too. Honestly, probably a more horrific situation. Yes, no. I Because <laughs> it lasted longer. Yes, and it, and it hurt so much more. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm just... All right, but just back to Wendy Torrance. Like, this is another instance of Mama Bear in action, which is one of my favorite tropes, I'm not going to lie. It is a trope, but it's I like it a lot. Because it makes sense. Tropes aren't inherently bad. No, right, exactly. So I I like to imagine that, like, Wendy Torrance was um, a great protagonist in the sense that she's always keeping out a a lookout for Danny. Um, And basically, she's shaken to her core about all the shit going on, but she's still trying to find an escape, get around, trying to still reason with Jack, at the very least. She's the definition of bravery, because bravery isn't the absence of fear. Bravery is action in spite of fear. That is exactly what I'm going for. Yes. And that's 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 her 100%. Yes. She's she's scared shitless, but she knows she can't like not step up cuz mm-hmm. Danny. Right. Yeah. And you brought it up earlier, dude, where like there's a lot of moments where like the final girl Oh no, wait, wait. I think it was you, Rude, where it was like the final girl she gets badass but she doesn't earn right. it. 
She definitely earns it here. For sure. There yeah. is a whole fucking arc. And it's also a different level of badass, too. Right. But there's a whole arc from the beginning about setting up Jack being antagonistic to his son. Yes. And it, it's her character built up yeah. so well. It's not just a when random thing. When you hear thing. me click clacking, that means you shut the fuck up. Like, I'm God just going to bash your head in. Yeah. Bash him the fuck right yeah. in. Oh, dude. Okay. Love her to death. Wendy Torrance for me. Okay. Uh, rude. You. On the topic of children and horror movies, okay, uh, this is you know especially now it's a it's a classic at this point, and he was a child throughout his entire first entry, but you know because of you know the fact that nothing ever ends anymore, we eventually got to see Andy from Child's Play oh, get yeah. his comeuppance. No, give his come give well, the comeuppance. Yeah, give his. You're right. Give give uh, Chucky his comeuppance. And uh, it's one of the best payoffs, honestly. Yeah, it took us like twenty five years, but yeah, yeah it's so. I'll say well, a, you the, in as a ch- as far as children surviving horror movies, Andy does pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> but then in Curse of Chucky, we get what's one of my favorite stingers of all time. Yeah, the shotgun, which, which is just that. <laughs> it's Chucky delivers himself to Andy's house, expecting a helpless victim. Only for him to pop out of the box with a shotgun pointed at him. I fucking love that. Andy, so- Andy is Laurie Strode. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, for sure. I, I I think a big um, theme with a lot of our characters is that they are active. Yes. They are not passive. Like we could say that. Give an oh, example right. of what because you keep talking about like passive heroes. Or okay. Pa- yeah. So like for example. I want to bring up Wendy Torrance because there are a lot of people I feel like would argue she's a passive hero Mm -hmm. because she's mainly reacting to a lot of the different things. But she's making decisions in the plot. Go to the snow machine. Go to this window. Like, she's actively making decisions to move things forward to get away. She's proacting. She's proactive. Yes, she she gets rid of it with pimple cream. Um, Stop it. But in any case, no. But that's what I mean because there's a lot of horror movie heroes. Give an example of not, of passive. uh, Uh, Of a passive hero? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Damn, I'm, I'm blanking right now. But you kind of <laughs> put me on the spot. Well, you bring okay. up. I bring up I the cell. Yeah. I brought up the cell, and that so, being a passive hero, sure. only because like she's injected into it, Matrix style, and she is literally right. just reacting to things because she has to. But she has to. But right. The, but the whole impetus of her doing that is an active thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the reason she's doing that is to solve a problem. Right, but still, but still, the problem she's solving the problem by just being there. That's my right. issue. She's a psychiatrist. I know, but you look at Wendy Torrance. She's <laughs> sure. making decisions to get keys, going to rooms. That's the difference, in my opinion. Your 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 most recent one was Andy, Andy right? Yes, Andy, Andy from Child's Play. Hundred percent. Andy Barkley's such a yep. fucking good character. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, mine. A lot of people don't really consider this a hero. I think. He he often goes on. He's the most quoted, arguably. Father Lancaster Marin from The Exorcist. Uh-huh. Ah, there we go. Fucking, Interesting. He you, is the hero. If of you want to talk about yes. a dude that made me wish I was a priest at one point, it's that dude. Yeah. Like holy shit, that film rocked me as a kid. Why you? And I was so movie? fucking scared. So fucking scared all the time of that. What? Like this is that that's the shit that scares me. Fucking ghosts and possession shit, because okay. I've seen stuff as we've discovered talked about on the podcast. Yes, he, he's he was in a real exorcism. Yes, yes, <laughs> I say this believing him entirely. Yes, is it Jay? Does the power of Christ compel me? I don't think it does, Jay. 
<laughs> I also watched that movie. Yeah. End of the end of the world, right? Uh, this is the end, I think. Oh, this is the end. Yeah, but whatever. Father Lancaster Marin, super powerful performance by Max von yes. Sydow. Hundred fucking amazing script. I love William Friedkin in this. Like his direction in this is amazing. Such a great character. And the guy can take a fall. That's actually the other one. That's Father Harris. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he, you're so right. Yes, I'm so sorry. I forgot who fell out. <laughs> Please watch The Exorcist if you haven't. Don't watch 2, 3, or the beginning. Did we not already say, I guess, spoilers? Because I feel like... No, uh, I'm saying to watch it. Oh, okay, yeah. It's still worth it, even if you do know the ending. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah, no, it's fucking amazing. I, I would even argue the mom is so good in that movie, too. But she's really... She doesn't she, know what to do. It's She's passive at the end. She really doesn't know yeah. what to do. But I agree with you. That is an amazing pick. He is definitely the hero of that of that story. Yeah. 100%. So, uh, you, my dude. Uh, no, I am your bone. Here we go. <laughs> you're the dude. Get it? Got it. Uh, anyway, so my next pick. Oh, you're going to love this. Uh, Alice from the Resident Evil movies. I'm ready for the sand. I'm ready for it, Daddy. How? How? <laughs> <laughs> How is she in a horror film? All right. So I'm going to preface. Because those are action movies. I'm going to preface this. The first one is, is definitely a I'm, horror I'm movie. I'm going to preface this. Everything I'm about to say is just the first movie. Okay. Okay. See, why didn't he say that before? I, it was literally the thing I was going to preface everything I was going to say. <laughs> okay. See, the first movie, I can agree with you. I really like the first one. No, too. she's still a little bit stupid for giving away security details for money because that's really how it all starts. But the, the the later movies give other explanations for things. No, no, no. Yes. That's not what happens. What do you... She what? gives away security details for an expose on Umbrella. Right. For money. It's not... Okay, but it's not just for money. Like, it's to expose Umbrella's crime. Like, she's... Sure, being... okay. But the idea is she leaked Umbrella. Yeah. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. Either way, She's yes. a whistleblower. But, yeah, she's the whistleblower, but she didn't really do it in a very efficient way. Okay. She did it very secretly because she wanted to keep her job right. against the company that she's actively whistleblowing oh, against. Oh, gee, why not? You know, to I keep, don't know. To get more evidence on the company she's whistleblowing. Either way, I if you try to if you try to divorce Alice from Resident Evil and kind of treat the movie as its own Yes, medium, I would like her to divorce Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> I mean, she... I'm kind of backpedaling on this because I start thinking about how she like drop kicks a dog at some scene. Like this. Oh, with the what slow your problem mo. Is that scene. It's it's just a little zany. It's a little zany. It's yeah, like, yeah. Resident you don't see Laurie Strode doing that. Resident no, Evil. That would be fucking like. <laughs> no, they kind of did that with Buster Rhymes. Resident Evil. They did that is, with Buster yeah, Rhymes. Happy Halloween. That's why that movie sucked. Yes. Sorry. What? But Resident Evil is zany though. Yeah, but it okay. So all right, but we were adapting. Fu- we weren't adapting anything anymore. I don't know. Okay, uh-huh. I was treating this like a horror I don't movie. Know. That felt Resident Evil as fuck to me. That felt like but, Resident Evil Four as fuck. Sure, to me. maybe. Anyway, uh, but anyway, just mainly for the memes. Honestly, Feel free to sandbag me. I, I appreciate her. Uh, you even acknowledging her. Honestly, I, it's almost like a uh, uh, a fucking. You feel dirty, don't you? No, no. What's it called? Where you like something that's terrible? Guilty pleasure. Gu- it's a guilty pleasure that's almost. Fair. Her character is just silly. It's I'll like Wesker it. to me. <laughs> I love that Wesker. I love and hate Wesker. Go ahead. And what you got next for me? So next up is a guy named Jonesy from the movie Dreamcatcher. I need to see. Please this. watch it. This is a really it's good movie. A weird fucking movie. It's Stephen a King? good movie. It is a good movie. Stephen it is. King? It is Stephen King. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's a weird fucking movie, but it's so good. Fucking wild in its storytelling, and it's got some weird ass visuals. 
Well, yeah, I mean, oh, it's so also you... got a really good cast: Thomas Jane, uh, uh, Justin. No, not Justin Long. Not Justin. Long. Uh, Jason uh, Lee. There you go. Uh, Morgan Freeman's in it. It's really fucking yeah. talented. God himself yeah, is yeah, in yeah. this film. Yeah, uh, you need to be okay with a little bit of body horror in the form of things crawling up your butt. But other than that, it's a great movie. And this, uh, and t- this character, another man's body horror is another man's treasure. <laughs> this character in particular is interesting because the word hero is a little strange here because he is the antagonist for most of the movie. I well, let me be specific. He's hosting the antagonist for most of the movie. But then, how is he a good sir? Like, how is he a good hero if because he's not actively fighting? At back? the end, uh, he gets. Uh, uh, Mr. Gray gets expelled from his body, and he's the one that kills the final larva and ends the and ends the movie. I guess I now know how this movie ends. Sure, whatever. Uh, that trust me, this didn't. There's so much more to this movie. That's fair. Oh my god. Oh, I I still think if it's 95 percent of the movie that he's not the protagonist, I don't know if that. Again, it's uh, but he gets the hero shot, and for sure. me that's enough. And again, it helps that it's not actually like I'm talking about Jonesy, not Mr. Gray. Yes. You get me? Yes. Jonesy, I still think applies to the uh, to to our definition here, okay. um, and I just think it's interesting for that that little dynamic switch for you know him to be freed of the horror and end up getting the ultimate revenge at the end. Right, right. Uh, that's just a cool movie. Like, really, I almost just wanted an excuse to talk about Dreamcatcher. No, like I like <laughs> I like episodes where we have excuses to talk about obscure shit yeah. and actually push it. Yes, please do. Uh, Dude, what you got? here's my. Runner up. Have you guys watched a little film called From Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. I have not. Oh. I know. Peak Robert Rodriguez. Yep. This so is my boy perfect here. Perfect Robert Rodriguez. I was in a haunted house of From Dust Till Dawn, but I was uh-huh. I did not actually watch the movie. So a lot of people, a lot of nerds really hate George Clooney. Sure. But he holds a special place in my heart for this character, Agreed. Seth Gecko. Yep. Who starts the film as a bank robber. Yep. And he covers up his fucking brother who's like kind of a kind of a serial killer almost. Yeah, you know, kind of. Isn't yeah. his brother Quentin Tarantino? Yes. <laughs> who's wah, wah. obviously really into feet. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the feet go out and kill people. It's really interesting. <laughs> but he's such a badass throughout. He fucking saves uh, this little group of people that are in this um this bar that's hosted by vampires and they mainly feed on like bikers and shit and people and like truckers that are like pulling all-nighters going in and out of mexico to america and stuff like that Uh and he gives probably the greatest line because one of the characters is harvey keitel's character who the name escapes me at this point but he's a he's a lapsed priest like he he's out of the priesthood ex-priest yeah yeah basically and they're they're holed up and hold up in this little armory room. It's the it's the room oh, yeah. before they get all suited up or whatever. So the priest is like, I don't understand it, I don't understand it. And Seth Gecko's like, listen. Jacob Fuller. Ah, there you go. Uh Jacob, you gotta understand something. If those motherfuckers exist, that means there's a hell. Because those are demons. And if there is a demon, and if there is hell, then there must surely be a heaven. <laughs> and if there's a heaven, there's a God, and we're going to go out there and meet him. Like, I was like, 
Yeah, dude, I was like so hyped. I would follow that motherfucker to hell. I mean, it's it's optimistic, but there's no confirmation of this. But yes. Yeah, but it also gave me in the film a fucking cross and in the in the pump action it was a bat and then a shotgun so you would just blast the fucking vampire and then Wait, cock it down. And are you forgetting the best gun in the movie? What? Sex Machine's gun? Oh, in his, his fucking piece. Yeah, wow, it's nice. literally a barrel and two revolver chambers. <laughs> That's like uh, Austin Powers with the boob robots. Very much so. Very similar. Also, that-, that movie probably has one of my best examples of omitting a part of the script from one of the actors. Uh, because George Clooney's script did not include Selma Hayek's introduction. Oh, so he was 100%. So that whole, yeah, his reaction to seeing that was 100% real. And I get it, George. I get it, buddy. We all got that same reaction. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm glad I, I got it, but I didn't know. I just didn't understand. <laughs> well, well, what's up? No, continue. Here, go, go, <clears> all right. Here we go. My next pick. So I'm honestly surprised no one said this one yet. So I, I'm glad to take it. I'm going to go with, um, well, hold on. Before I do, I just got to, I got to ask you guys a quick question. Um, to, Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale movie? Don't you take my quote from me. I'm <laughs> asking, do you, you still quote. hear the lambs, Clarice? Oh, Okay. Do you still hear them? Oh, that's good. I'm going to go that's with really Silence good. of the Lambs, Clary Sterling. That's really good. <clears throat> this is an example of, you know, the main protagonist uh, hero figuring out the evil and basically, right. you know, s- solving the case. But not only above that, like, it's not like she's just trying to survive. She actually has to put the pieces together, investigate crime yeah. scenes, ru- actually get toe-to-toe with yeah. the actual motherfucker, too, as well as get toe-to-toe with Hannibal Lecter himself, who's a very intimidating character. Yeah, let's not forget, Hannibal wasn't even the main villain. He was no. secondary. Yes, yes, and which I thought was such a genius idea. Agreed. Because it lets you really um, have that character shine and how he's smart in, in figuring out the nuances of other killers. It lets you see how meticulous Hannibal is. And, and Clarice has to be smart enough to keep up with him. That's Jodie Foster, right? Yes, yeah. that's Jodie Foster. And just for the record... Um, in uh, in case you thought that she was a really good actress, she's not. Uh, I only say that what? because she wasn't pretending to be afraid of Hannibal. She was legitimately afraid of Anthony Hopkins. Like the to fear be fair, she felt, we all should be afraid of Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> that's good acting to me. <laughs> the, I don't know. The, the fear she felt was legit because she never met Anthony Hopkins outside of them shooting scenes together. Huh? Because for the most part, he really was locked in that cell. So as opposed to like him coming out for breaks and all that, he mostly spent the whole time in the cell. Look, if so, some... like that book he's reading is an actual book that Anthony Hopkins was reading. <laughs> um, so like she never interacted with him outside of him as Hannibal. Well, then or... even then she did a like the Jodie no, Foster know. did a good job adapting. And I know, really well. I'm mostly making a joke, but I just thought, love mentioning that she was fucking scared of him. Look, if someone throws spooge in my face and it wasn't that I asked for it, I'm getting out wow. of there. You know what I mean? And she bravely kept going forward. Wow. <clears throat> I'm just saying, very good movie. What you got next? <laughs> so I have another a deep cut here, uh, but it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. Uh, y'all ever seen Idle Hands? I- yes. <laughs> so when you brought up Possession, <laughs> I thought about this. Okay, but who? Anton. Anton. He's the hero. Of course he's the, the hero. hero. Yeah. He's kind of the reason it starts. So? But he's the one who's trying to stop it. Yeah. With one hand, no less. That's With right. <laughs> You gotta hand it to him. Uh, that film gets two thumbs up. No, does okay. it? <laughs> These jokes are out of hand. Fucking stop. <laughs> okay. 
Anyway, <laughs> I'm not pointing any fingers at who's making the wrong oh, defense here. Oh, God. But, no, seriously, though. Uh, it, first off, it's a parody horror movie. Do you movie. want a knuckle sound? Sorry. Go ahead. It's a parody horror movie. We know that. Uh, it's it's it, it's definitely horror comedy. Okay, but it's Jessica Alba. In an angel costume, my uh-huh. friend. Um, anyway. But yeah, it, it's peak horror comedy, yeah. though. Uh, and it definitely works to subvert a lot of like expectations. horror ex- expectations and tropes. I love the reanimated friends. Oh yeah, Seth Green. Oh my god, and I forgot. I the other yeah, actor. I can't remember his name either. Seth Green. <laughs> when you no, can't remember but, a character's name, just say the. No, actor. no, no. Like, it's Seth Green, and there's another guy. That, oh, okay. he bring two of his friends come back yeah, to life. Yeah, remember? Yeah. Um, like oh, there's that disgusting scene. Where they're eating like gogurt or something, and it's coming out of the duct tape that's holding their neck together. Nice. It's so fucking gross. But anyway, this movie's a wild fucking ride. Uh, Eldon Hansen. There you go. Peanub. Yeah. Peanub. By the way, interestingly enough, this is why you know critics are wrong. Fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That doesn't I'd... surprise me. Like the movie, like this is this is for a very specific audience. This is not for the general audience. It really yeah. isn't. Uh, because it's not a horror movie, it's not a comedy movie. It it, it has a, it's a weird place in that Venn diagram. Uh, that actually another entry on my list. I was does about to better. say we're fucking no, but also fucking we're fucking peanut um, is Foggy Nelson. Show. Yeah, that's so fucking Our, great. Yeah, man. Little Shop of Horrors is also like a horror comedy parody in a yes. way. So yeah, so there's yeah. two things on your you're three really things. Going, you're really edging on what horror well, is. Well, there, there's another entry on my list. It's definitely horror comedy, but we'll get there. But uh, the prompt yeah. said horror, and you were just like, "How can I? How can I edge around this time?" Uh, yeah, Anton Tobias. He's really good at edging. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can very much uh, see that. I have felt it. Do you have another entry for us, dude? Yeah, I, t- t- bro, I could go I'm thinking all night. Well, we do not have all night, <laughs> so I'm thinking we might have to lightning round for the rest. Well, we I only have three left. Okay, how much do you have left, Doctor Rude? Uh, one, two. Say that three, to the microphone. Four, five. Five. And I more? can lightning round a few of those. Okay. I I have one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven. Jesus. Eight. Okay, I'll, I'll do one, and then you lightning round, and then you lightning round. I'll do another one, and then we finish it off like that. So you're ending us, is what you're saying? You're gonna kill us? No, no. That. Where do you go? No, <laughs> he was standing there, but no, I think he had stop to go. It. Let's focus. Oh okay. oh, okay. No, I'll. I'll do two right now, and then I'll and I'll let you guys lightning round, and okay. then I'll finish on the last one. Okay, so you're gonna finish this. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah. Because right, I started right. it. Fuck it. Uh, I started this. Let's do a twofer. Our fucking boy, Ash Williams, from the Evil Dead franchise. So I only have seven now. <laughs> <laughs> and he has Laurie Strode, but I always partook to. Donald Pleasant's character, Sam fucking Loomis. So I thought about this, right? <laughs> Is I, I genuinely thought for like, who's the protagonist of Halloween, right? It's Laurie. It, it's Laurie, but you it's a good point. He's a very um He's a hero though. He's a but he's a supporting role. Like he's very much exposition. He is the buildup for Michael Myers. But That's... he's also the hero, and he's the one who shoots yeah. Michael out of the, the second the, floor. The, the, the prompt of this episode is not who's our favorite main character. I guess that's it's true. It's who's our favorite hero, and he's definitely a hero. But he's, he's always no, not he's not good no. enough to stop him. You know, he's always he breaks. Are the you gun. fucking kidding me? He, he's oh, just, he tries, but he fails. Are wow. Lori tries to escape, and she succeeds. 
Dr. Loomis tries to stop Michael and fails. Because Lori only succeeds because of Loomis's heroics. Sure. But I'm just saying in terms wow, of achieving Wow, I haven't even goal- talked about Ash Williams. We're just fucking... I'm defending... It's almost like I really love Halloween. Why are you such Halloween? an elitist yeah, on this fucking a, podcast right now? It's almost like I love Halloween or something. No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Ash Williams is a great pick, though. Yes. Uh, yeah, but it's our boy fucking... The Bruce? king... The king of the fucking deadites. Uh-huh. The dude who will lead us to saving... Savior. Uh, our savior, excuse me. Uh, fucking Groovy. And the only real thing that I can bring up that's a little, like, niche little thing is that I'm one of those dorks that watches director commentary. And for, like, ten minutes of the Evil Dead commentary was Bruce telling a story to Sam about uh, when he did Escape from L.A. with Kurt Russell. Oh, God, where they're... Yeah, Yeah. where they're doing the surgery thing. Yeah, go ahead. But there's there's a really great thing of uh, ADR. Uh, what was what does ADR stand for? Additional dialogue recording. That is correct. Okay, so that's Good when <laughs> that's when an actor has to redub a line, right? Because it didn't come out good when you shoot when you shoot it. Uh, you could or always it just wasn't possible to record the audio. Oh yeah, the camera's too far camera. away. You always fix it in post. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so there's this line in Evil Dead where fucking Bruce in ADR, you could clearly tell his ADR says work shed. That's it. I'm sorry. Ash says it. Work shed. So fucking Kurt in the middle of a take as he's chained up and there's Bruce doing the fucking thing with the the surgeon. Kurt leans in and says, say work, say work shed. (laughs) (laughs) In the middle of a take and Bruce just starts laughing. Honestly, Kurt Russell seems like a cool dude. Oh, Kurt Russell's great. (laughs) Um, We just have him be snake once. Oh. He already he is Snake. I mean, don't get me. I mean, Solid Snake, obviously. Like, just let him voice act at once. I just snake. let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, I he, like that. He's he's you know he's if they great. made a, a Metal Gear movie and they he'd be want, Big Boss. He could be Big Boss. He could very much well be Big Boss. He could definitely <laughs> just pull it off. Anyway, um, um, and his kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, but, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Too bad, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, but but Bruce oh, that's Campbell. Right. That's confirmed, isn't it? Yeah. Weird. He could do it. Well, hey. Oscar Isaac could always like say no. But yeah, that's <laughs> Ash. And Sam, fuck you. He's a hero. He's a hero to me. He sacrifices himself all the time in the fucking Halloween franchise. Look, look Also, look. uh fuck Rob Zombie Sam Loomis, because that, that dude's a piece of shit. Sure, sure. Now, only one person out of the two chopped their hand off and replaced it with a chainsaw to actually get their problem done right. I'm just saying, one person's more devoted. That's all I'm saying. Say, wait, did we go back to Anton? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, lightning round, lightning round. Okay, so I I like horror movies. Who would have thought it? So here we go. Um, I want to say this one, Jim Halsey from The Hitcher. Oh, great movie. Please watch The Hitcher. Um, please do the original. Uh, yes, I have not seen the remake yet. I don't know if it's good I or bad. I own so. it, but it's on DVD, so the fidelity is not going to be great, but I'll be down to watch it if you want to. Yeah, sure. I, I have no idea if the, the remake is good or bad, so we'll see. Right. Um, <clears throat> Next one that I'm honestly surprised Dr. Rue didn't get, Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, I'm not a fan of the movie. I, I, I love I, the movie. I, I fucking, ah. I really like the movie. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's epitome of 90s you know it's like so 90s so fucking camp 90s too yeah that's my pro- I, I feel like it it, 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 it was this weird I, it wasn't camp enough like it felt like it was this weird line between still being full horror and trying to go camp but it never committed to either 
I guess. I, I guess For I just me. really like the concept a lot. The cheerleader turns vampire sure. hunter. That's amazing. Yeah. In terms of like just heroes in general, amazing. She's amazing. Um, next up, uh, we got David uh, Kostler from American Werewolf in London. Nice. Ooh, Man. great. That's good. You brought up a, a movie where the friends show up. They come back as spirits. That's uh, the the idle hands. Uh, well, they in, come back in, as zombies. Yeah, in yeah. idle hands. It, this yep. does the kind of the same thing. American Werewolf in London. Amazing movie. I highly Love recommend it. Love that transformation. Oh my! It's what it's considered the best werewolf transformation at oh, all. Hundred percent. I could actually talk a whole episode about that werewolf transformation. So okay. So <laughs> how would you guys feel about doing a double power hour of London and Paris? Uh, London and Paris. I'm down. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I have to like, rewatch Paris. Because I, yeah, I, I saw Paris first and then Weird. saw London. It's okay. So bizarre. Um, anyway, that's not a lightning Oh my round. god, how bizarre. How bizarre. I've actually gotten to, the freeway. I've actually gotten to hold in my hands the stage the two animatronic for the werewolf transformation. What? Nice. That's so cool. <laughs> From the first one. Uh, okay. Because it's it's uh, six animatronics total to create the full transformation from him to wolf. Okay. Jesus. I'm sorry, I was supposed to lightning round Sorry, these. yeah. It's okay. Hey, look, I love this movie. You're absolutely right. Uh, Paxton Rodriguez from Hostel. Something cathartic about okay. him getting the comeuppance. It's great. Um, Amelia from Babadook. Okay. One of the best mother roles in a long time. Love God, I really wish I liked Babadook. Yeah, same. Uh, uh, that okay. ending, man. That Yeah, yeah. Now, you brought also, up... Also, fuck that kid. You brought... Yeah, no, but that... But tell me that kid wasn't a good actor. Yeah, he made me hate him. He was amazing, that little kid. I Holy rooted shit. for the Babadook. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. He's a gay icon, as you know. Um, <laughs> in any case, uh, I want... See, so you brought up... Um, uh, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm blanking out. A24. Uh, Midsommar. Midsommar, yeah. And I wanted so bad to put a fucking A24 hero in here. Yeah, but a lot of them are really... They don't... They're not the The only smartest. best one is Danny, arguably. They're not the smartest tools in the shed. Um, as good, as amazing as Tony Collette is, she's not a great, uh, hero in that sense. She kind of falls into a lot of it. What do you, what, what would happen? <laughs> Tools in the you shed? You can't use, uh, a, an, an analogy for intelligence and then actually say smartest tool in the shed. That's not how analogies work. <laughs> well, you know what I yeah, meant. Yeah, but he's also dumb, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, didn't you read, what? <laughs> You're anyway. clearly not the brightest tool in the shed. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, my, my ne- sharpest bulb in the kitchen. That's right. Sharper than a can of light bulbs. Um, <laughs> so my last two lightning rounds. I promise. Here we go. So, so last ones. Um, uh, or is that that? Uh, Kirsty from Hellraiser. Um, great one. Quick thinking. Very quick thinking on her end. Uh, you want to torture me forever? I know a guy. You Scratch. lost that guy. Scratch you- that off my list. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, and then the last honorable mention is David Proyton, Payton, Proyton. I don't know, his name's David from The Mist. <sighs> Parental figures work on me. I don't know why. It's almost like I like Silent Hill or something. It's almost like you want to be to call somebody daddy, but also <sighs> that fucking ending, bro. That ending is so fucking... <laughs> Can you call him a hero? Yes, absolutely. Can you? And the ending does okay, not make him any less of a hero. Okay, from here on out, guys, please watch the mess. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, no, George, no, come on. Dude, he didn't do anything wrong. He did the entire movie doing his best to keep his son alive, the people not crazy, and get the fuck away from Miss Carmody or whatever the fuck. He did his fucking best. The, uh, there's no way he could... The ending, there's no way. There's no way he could have known. 
There's no way. You got nothing? This, I'm shocked you're, you're oh, quiet. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so... I fucking hate... Mm. You don't like The Fog? No. The Fog? Oh, no, The Mist. Sorry. I, I Fog always, is a different, a different movie. I always, I always confuse these two, but The Fog sucks ass. Oh, yeah. So, 100%. like, that's the difference here. Hey, I, I liked it. I'm glad you're Funny the only enough, one who does. The, the, the OG, not the remake. I didn't like the remake. Objectively, I'm wrong. The reason I say that is because even Stephen King likes the ending of the movie more than his own ending. Well, it doesn't make you wrong. It sure. just it just means you d- you don't even agree with the author, right? Which is uh, a whole other thing. But, but uh, yeah, no, I hated. Well, that. I, I hated mean, that so Stephen much. King has a bone to pick with fucking. Huh, see, uh, for um, I don't Kubrick. Yeah, Kubrick oh, yeah. was shining. Yeah, and you could argue which ending's better. Right. Of uh, Stephen King has a problem sticking the landing, man. He oh, just does. Speaking anyway. of Stephen King, well, I guess last. I mean, he was busy sticking his own landing off those snowy uh-huh. mountains. <laughs> Okay. Cocaine. Oh! <laughs> now it makes all the sense. See, you got to read between the lines. The man's nose is basically a wind. <laughs> the many straight lines. The man's nose is basically a windsock. Like, there's no cartilage in there. All the horror just comes straight yeah. from If there. you read it, come on. But, no, so, last lightning round, it. The, the, the loser club. Just the whole club? The whole club? Essentially. Right. I, I want to say the original, the, the TV special one. Sure. But, like, I would even say Chapter 1, the Stranger Things uh, wannabe kids, they did good. They did yeah. really good. So I'll give it to that. Yeah, what you don't talk the, about Chapter 2, What about two, from huh? the book where there's an underage orgy? <laughs> there was a video. I think you sent it to yeah, me. Yeah. Where it's just like, where Pennywise guys, sees it Pennywise and he's like, what here. the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't even want to eat you He now. sees the underage orgy? No, no. Yeah, he's like, God, no. Hold on, wait, let me do it. Guys, it, it, it's Pennywise. Quick, r- run a train on B- B- Beverly. <laughs> oh, no. And he's like, what? Wait, no, no, stop it. Don't, don't do that. Whatever you're fucking doing, don't do what that. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> why, why would what? you do that? Good shit. Oh, I'm leaving. So is this is too one? sick even for me. I'm and sure. I eat kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are millions of other protagonists and heroes that I am missing. Sure. But this is all I can think of for now. So, yes, that's all I've got. Okay. Yeah, and we had a lot of time to prep. Uh, <laughs> so, lots. Uh, just to continue with the horror comedy. Uh, sh- uh, the eponymous Sean of Sean and the Dead. That is an amazing pick. He's 100%. definitely the hero, even 100%. if he's a he's a relatable hero. Does, he does anyone talk about how hot Nick Frost is? You're only so you. Cute. No, he's oh. You're so cute. So, ev- no, he's so cute. Every movie he like everyone in the Cornetto trilogy. He's so cute. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like me and my best friend would quote that shit all the time. Oh, That's yeah. so fucking great. It's, it's fucking, such a good pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's amazing. Just have a pint. Uh, yeah. So Sean from Sean of the Dead. Wait till law blows over. Uh, yeah. Next is Tori Redding from the Leprechaun movie. Our, uh, Convince me these are good movies. Yes. They <sighs> okay. are. Uh, well, no, hold on. Hold on. Stop. The first one. Absolutely good movie. 100% legitimate uh, it's it's campy horror yeah. but it's still good campy horror and the leprechaun is legitimately terrifying it's fun if you've had a couple drinks i will i will add i feel yeah, i feel i feel in my opinion i think the, i think the whole I franchise think the first is kinda, one stands on its own just kind of but the second one shorter freddy wait no he's it's an uglier chucky yeah it really is he, it is the love child of freddy and chucky yeah, kind of. Uh, but <laughs> or uh, Chucky and Wishmaster more more than. But oh. you know, it, it, she's uh, it's another character who has a journey to badass them at the end. Mm-hmm. She starts off as the damsel and ends with a shotgun in her hands, which is great. And it's also uh, our first look at Jennifer Aniston. We cool. always hear on the Fan Freaks 
podcast support women with shotguns. Correct. Well, here, I mean, heroic women with shotguns. Let's I mean, be honest. Mm. I mean, being robbed there's is still like, being robbed. There's like four on my <laughs> list. So. With just women with a shotgun? Yeah. All right. Have you ever seen Hobo with a shotgun? <laughs> no one's going to bring a up theme I, of shotguns. No one's going to bring up I Spit on Your Grave? I've never seen it. Don't. It's okay. Okay. I, uh... I don't remember watching it. It, it. it was a joke. Let's continue, please. So my next entry, my next one, just going to speed through, is I, it, it's hard for me to know if she actually deserves to be on my list. Uh, it's Casey Cook from Split. Uh, I don't know if I actually oh. like her or if I just think she's hot. Uh, yes. <laughs> Maybe a little both. Because it's also Anya Taylor-Joy and it's Hispanic Heritage Month. So go my Latinas. It's Princess uh, Peach. Uh, yeah, Princess Peach. <laughs> yes. Um, Bow down. <laughs> it's worth noting to, to talk about me being racist for a second. Uh, I didn't. I'm much, sorry. What? I didn't much care for Anya Taylor Joy until I found out she was Latina. Like that turned me around on her completely. Well, it's just more that you identified. I yeah. wouldn't say you're racist. No. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I I no objectively she's a fun character and you know her. The, I mean that is still subject. But yeah, she yes. faces uh, she faces an interesting monster, no doubt. Uh, and I like the way it resolves. Yeah. And then we don't, it, it never had a follow-up movie. Kind of a lot like, um, <laughs> uh, fucking, what's her face? Oh, God, Clarence, uh, Clarice from yes. Science of the Lambs. Same bit. with figuring out psychology. I mean, yes, but also she was in definitely more of a victim position. Oh, she was definitely trapped. Yeah. Yes, and could not move. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's, it's a little different. Yes. Um, my, my second to last, before I get to my, my final entry, is, it's a two, it's a twofer. It's Dana and Marty from Cabin in the Woods. This is an excellent movie. Uh, they are heroes. Yes, not take survivors. Not though. survivors. No, but I will take because these boxes. no one is a survivor in that movie. That, the that. world ends. I don't get the spoiler. I'm sorry, but no one's. A, so this is actually the, one of the main reasons that the title of this episode got changed. Yeah, is because I needed them on my list, but they're not survivors. Well, Nonetheless, they are great heroes in a horror movie. Like Dana. Yeah. Didn't she shoot the? What? Did you know, she the... shoot Marty? What? In the end, did she shoot him? No. No. They're sworn. both sitting on the stairs together, smoking a joint. Well, the world's fucked. Yeah, when the elder hand comes up and kills everybody. Right. No, they're they're there together at the end. And then but um, the but like, blood curse. It's a great example. Like uh, like both no, of them have sense. such great character growth because they both go from not knowing what the fuck is going on. To figuring out what the fuck is going on to, well, we're fucked is what's going on. <laughs> to stopping it, even though the price of that is very bad. Yes. Right. No, yes. they don't stop it is the point. No, well, they stop the, the charade. Like, they, the system. Well, that's just it. So it, it's, it's a great, like, it's a great parody and homage to the horror genre because they kill one monster, but ultimately there's another, it's, there's always a bigger fish. Right. There's a bigger right. monster. But the final entry on my list... Which uh, it's 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 probably a deep cut, but it's it's important to me. Uh, is Julie Walker from Return of the Living Dead Three? You, see, they all kind of meld together in my mind. So you got to remind me which one that is. Okay, uh, Return of the Living Dead Three is, but by, by here, so it's it's really where Return of the Living Dead fully jumps the shark. Uh, this is where we get the mech zombies. Oh but, God! But uh, Julie Walker. So uh, I forget her boyfriend's name. But Julie's boyfriend, yes. Julie's boyfriend, yeah. They go through the most of the movie just as survivors. And then in something unrelated to the toxin, because that's what... Oh, this is a... Uh, 
this is a science-based zombies. So they turn into zombies because of toxins, not mm-hmm. because of a curse or whatever. Uh, but the point is, so they spend most of the movie surviving zombie, like toxin zombies. And then uh, they're on the back of, I think, a motorcycle. And she goes to start giving him a handy J. And he gets distracted and they get into an accident and she dies. And this is best hero. Wait. Okay. Hang on. That's not the end of the movie, though. That's the beginning of of the movie. That's because then he takes her back to the lab they just escaped and gives her the toxin, Hmm. effectively reanimating her. But because she's so fresh, at at first she mostly comes back seemingly okay. But then as the movie progresses and they're continuing to escape, the hunger is consuming her. Hmm. Which I think is a really interesting take on like having a zombie primary character. And then, in admittedly a very formative experience for uh, little James, little Dr. Rude, uh, is she realizes that experiencing pain helps her subside the hunger. hunger. So she stabs glass through her hand. She adds accoutrement. It puts uh, fish hooks in her like skin. Very Clive Barker here. And then be and then basically dresses in a BDSM outfit. So this is she Hellraiser. Be- yes, she becomes a BDSM zombie. Uh, and uh, that's why I like goth chicks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, uh, when you started with stabbing through the hand, that's not usually a signifier. But yeah, but uh, yeah, she like so she she basically makes a pain suit for herself and then literally becomes the hero for the rest of the movie. Where she like fights the toxin zombies and shit like that. Um, huh, it sounds like the weirdest adaptation of weird science I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, kind of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Julie Walker is my my number one. Well, this is not a numbered list. No, but, but I love talking about this movie. It doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, and it's it's a fun entry in like camp gonzo zombie movies. It's your last edition. Yeah. There you go. Bring Take us home. Take us home, dude. Oh, How go. else do we uh, bring it home except the baddest bitch in the galaxy? Oh, shit. Ellen fucking yes! Ripley. I am shocked how long it took to get here. Yes. yes. Well, I saved her best for last. Sure, yes, absolutely. Um, anyway, it's cool how both Jill inspirations are on this list today. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> uh, but could it be that Ellen Ripley was the, you know, whatever. That's an old joke from, well, old inside audience, joke. It's Ellen Ripley and Sarah Connor. Yes. yes. No, but I was, whatever. No, I'm letting the yes. audience know, but continue. Yes. Anyway, um, we all absolutely stand uh, Sigourney Weaver's Ripley. We yes. love her. 100%. Even, even in fucking Resurrection. Absolutely. Where she's like half alien. I'm, I'm here for She it, played so. a good al. She played alieny. Yeah, you know she could do it. She could do whatever the fuck she wants. Also, like, a young Adrian just loves a woman that beats the shit out of the the enemy or like uh, tricks them or whatever. Like uh, that was formative for me. Well, speaking of formative, to this day, uh, t-shirts and panties are still a a, a, oh, yeah. a, a big fan. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Hundred percent. Sigourney Weaver. And she can still get it. Anyway, so uh, Ripley, I personally love her most in Aliens 2, but I've grown an appreciation for even Alien 3, which is often remarked as the worst until Resurrection. But, you know, I really do think Alien 3 is is often overlooked. She is such a great hero. In the first film, 
She's completely off guard. She doesn't know anything about this creature. She has to fucking nuke an entire ship to get her. I would also like to add, she's a techie in the first movie. Like, yeah. yeah. She, she's, it's not just so much like, everyone get to the shuttle bay. It's, all right, I got to check this diffuser and see what we can, you know what I mean? She knows her technology. Yeah, and she makes her own, like, shit. She's very on-site procurement, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's oh. all about about it. That elevator scene where she's gearing up. Yeah. Is Hot. just like wow. Also with that excellent soundtrack and excellent direction essence by James. Sur- essence of survival horror on film. You know that right there tells me you can do a Resident Evil movie. That oh, scene sure. alone tells me you can no, do one. A hundred percent, I agree. <laughs> that alone. But also, it's one of the best examples of someone breaking character and not making it onto film, because uh, you straight up see our boy. Uh, Fuck, Hellboy. Um, Ron, Ron Perlman? Ron Perlman. Oh, in Resurrection. Yeah, when she sinks that fucking no-look three-pointer. Yeah. Because Sigourney Weaver actually did that. Nice. Yeah, that like, wasn't... And it was in one throw. take. One, first take, Sigourney Weaver turns around, throws that ball, and sinks it. And if you watch the movie, you can see Ron Perlman turn around in disbelief. He's about to go, oh! Because, yeah, 100%, 100%. They cut him just short of him going, oh! Because, like, yeah, he can't hold it. But that they kept it in because they, they're never going to do better than that. Because the plan was not for her to sink it, by the way. The plan was just for her to throw it. And then it would cut and edit yeah. it. But no, she just... Natural take. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So, But, yeah, if you watch the movie and you look for it, you can see Ron Perlman breaking character. It's probably why. Uh, not that, but it, no, it helps further the, <laughs> the statement that this woman, Ellen Ripley, yep. is the quintessential greatest of all time goat for sure i mean she's she's definitely up there if not the tops yes absolutely 100 percent. it just makes me feel like i kind of want to see a movie where like all of the the final girls like all the survivors against all the serial killers all the slashers (laughs) so you know you have like xenomorph would rip through jason no but you just have like laurie working with ellen to go against fucking you know a xeno wood they're so fast myers it'd be it'd be the smash brothers of horror well, no, never mind. That's Dead by Daylight. We're good. But um, no, 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 no. 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 Hold Fucking on a bring it. Bring it. Literally, the first moment a xenomorph sticks its tail through uh, through uh, Jason, Jason's taking that tail and swinging him around and smashing him on a tree. Okay, Doubt but it. that's that's Doubt one it. xenomorph. Sure. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Jason the argument here is one. Jason okay, doesn't right. survive a swarm of xenos. Yeah, absolutely no, no. not. I don't think anything but one xeno, absolutely. But his dumb ass will fucking cut it. It'll get acid all over him and it'll fucking melt. We don't melt. even know if that'll actually melt him, though. It does. Jason Jason goes you know, to Manhattan. That's a different type of acid. You Jason goes to Manhattan fucking nukes him, man. You know what I kind of see happening more, though? I see them, the xenomorph, putting an alien in Jason and then we get a Jason xenomorph. I don't know if that's possible. Because he has a hockey mask. mask in the way, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's not alive. Well, it, he just needs a, a. Well, something's no. keeping him moving. Uh, yeah, but that's like Jason literally. Jason goes to hell. His heart still beats. Yeah. So it could just be enough of a bio. It's biologically similar know. enough Maybe. where you could. But that'd be I terrifying. Know, I, don't know, I don't know if it's enough to actually. Feed you know what? A Zeno would absolutely a facehugger would absolutely attach to Michael Myers. But I'm just saying that like is Michael alive? Yeah, no, he is alive. Okay, depends. He, okay, okay, depends well, on depends, what. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to go. Okay, before we which get to lore. Before, yeah, which anyway, lore are we even discussing? We can talk here? about this later. Uh, hey, but that's a good thing. We're gonna have Halloween spooky month, so that's right. plenty of time to do that. Um, but if you like what you heard here, 
Be yeah. sure to check us out on uh, on Twitter and Facebook. That's F A N F R double E K S Fan Freaks. And um, yeah, if you want to reach us out individually, I'm at Bone King TV on Twitter. At Adrian Doodliness. At Doctor. That's D R Rude M D. That's right. And I think it's about time we deal we uh, deal out some spooky shoutouts <laughs> or shriekouts. Uh. Uh, ah. So this month it's Shriekouts? Sure. sure. Hashtag Shriekouts. Thank you. Um, hashtag Shriekouts. Hashtag. Uh, yeah. Obviously, our Hunt Boys, is all, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Scott's been constantly like messaging me about like his critiques about things I say on the episodes. It's <laughs> great. Right. What he calls corrections. Right. But like last, <laughs> so the last it. one he sent me was, I'm surprised nobody, like you didn't talk about uh, Indiana Jones. I'm like, I specifically said I wasn't talking about John Williams, motherfucker. Like I literally say No, that. and I know. And he said, <laughs> how how dare you do that? Like, you know what I mean? He just disagreed with you, which uh, is fair. Anyway, but yeah, uh, 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 Justin, Scott, Jeff, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, my sister Cheyenne, I appreciate them so much. I appreciate their input all the time. Uh, and just in general, all the freaks on our facebook page that interact thank you guys so much we really appreciate it yeah uh lindsey our resident uh zatanna zatara uh jesus valentine nicholas uritic our robot stone age uh sister podcast i listened i completely forgot on the recents but i listened to your uh sopranos episode loved it boys i love the the productivity please do one for the fucking wire uh cody cj kaylani and uh, Paul Fusek. Rock on, rock on. That's that's pretty chilling, my dude. I like that. It's a pretty good list. <clears throat> my turn. Here we go. We got Va- uh, Von Condersmite, uh, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Julian the Czar, Megan Peepo, Lindsay Misleading, uh, Izumi Chenmaru, CJ to DJ, and Boogie. Now, I want to give an extra special shout out to um, Beefy Sumo and Cody. For being extra, extra supportive for our new show, Eagle and Wolf. I, no shit. They've actually, Beefy liked it? Beefy liked it. Beefy gave a response. Um, Beefy actually told me how, how how they felt about it. And, like, it's just so interesting to actually be like, hey, this is working. You know, people are interested. We can have discussions here. And it's just really supportive because, you know, it's new. And we're all, when things are new, it's nervous. So I really do appreciate it. So thank you very much. Thank you, Beefy and Cody. Cody, thank you for taking all the credit. <laughs> yeah, seriously, going on Twitter, like, I facilitated this. And in a way, yeah, maybe a little bit. But this was, Well, you, know, you are the uh, quintessential Resident Evil champion of trivia that's right who's to say eagle and wolf wouldn't have their uh another trivia show one day who knows well maybe we can invite uh a certain cody and do another rematch or so right who knows right we'll see if it's action future. trilogy i'm fucked oh, come on action trilogy will be fun anyway uh hope I'm you hopefully you enjoyed the show uh we're gonna be doing all spooky shit all month and we'll see you next time hey did did the lights go out in the hall no i'll check Wait. it out hold on no i got it i'll check it out Wait, you're still closed. No, yeah, no, you're right. I'll take my shirt off first. Hold on, one second. Oh, who could have foreseen this? I'm so glad I'm dying. Surprise, fucker, it's me! Oh, you mean we don't have to pay student loans anymore? (laughs) Oh, no, I'm not gonna be in the sequel. It's prime time, bitch!